This is the Patriots Post Game Show, presented by Cyber Reason. Brady drops back with a play fake. He's pressured. He's wrapped up. He's sacked. Matt Judon has another for the Patriots back in the 28th. Turn that man loose. The Patriots Post Game Show, presented by Cyber Reason, with Christian Arcan, Mike Dassault, and Paul Perillo, is your source for all the news and information following every Patriots game. Jeff snap to Mac Jones. Fires to the end zone. Caught at the goal line. It's a touchdown it. for yeah. Hunter Henry as the Patriots add to their lead. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500. Or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. I hope y'all keep that same energy for tonight, baby. Can't wait. <laughs> Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Christian Arcan. Slipping yeah. and sliding, he was like a cat. Pop, pop, yep. bang. All right, welcome in. It's Patriots Post Game presented by Cyber Reason. I'm Christian Arcan in for Hardy. Uh, Mike Dassault is here. Paul Perillo is uh, around here somewhere. I think he's and- in makeup. The uh, Patriots lose to the Vegas Raiders 23-6 to in your preseason finale. Uh, Mike, it was a tough game. It's been a tough summer. This is, this is alarming. I'm sorry. I know it's the preseason, and you can only read so much into it, but there is very little on the positive side to read into anything that we've seen so far from camp, from practice, from joint practice, from any of these games. I'm struggling, honestly. I was I was going over my notes from the uh, from the pan. There's you know a couple of plays that worked here and there, but all in all, this has been a disaster. Yeah, well, they've been consistent, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> you could say they've been consistent. It's all kind of looked the same. Uh, it's uh, you know it's it's disheartening, and you thought that there'd be some kind of improvement this summer. Uh, I just haven't seen it. It all has looked kind of the same. I thought tonight the big plays against the defense was uh, you know striking. They they've at least been a little bit of the saving grace. With their pressure and, and their ability to at least control some of the things, but uh, you, we've been seeing the same thing all summer. They just they cannot really stack any kind of success, find any kind of rhythm on offense. Uh, Mac, it does not seem like he's seeing the field. I'm seeing you know numerous screenshots right now of you know the interception, and there's like six guys uh, around Kendrick Bourne before he threw it. So. Uh, look, I thought that Bill, interception was terrible. It was terrible, and I thought you know <laughs> the, I think one of the most telling things to me was just Bill Belichick at halftime. Expressing how you know, it, it, I forget exactly what the quote is right now of what he said, but we haven't done anything. You know, we haven't played anything really said well. Not our best half. So, not our best yeah. half. I mean, you know, I think that to me, in a preseason game, spoke volumes of, of his dissatisfaction with the way the team played, especially coming off of two days against the Raiders. You thought, hey, maybe they're finding something here. It, it went back to exactly what it's been most of the summer. They just they don't have anything. Yeah, and and I talked about the the interception a little bit on air, and Mike, I know I'm not sure that Zoe you know, knew exactly what I was talking about, but I know you do because you and I talk about it all the time. It's one of those, I'm going to move a little bit this way and throw it back a little bit that way. And John Elway can do that. Not very many others can. Um, and Mac threw this interception a lot in training camp. And it's just, it's not even, look, he clearly didn't see the linebacker. I understand. But the larger point is all the other guys that were around. Yeah. Someone was coming underneath Kendrick Bourne and probably was going to pick that off if the linebacker wasn't there. That's what happens when you throw it back across your body. It's it's a difficult play to make. You've said it so many times, Paul. You, you've talked about this oh, so I many times. I thought he was still, like, chastising. No, <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, you brought Stop this, talking about the same thing, Paul. No, but yeah, you brought up, this Paul. point up multiple times, <laughs> and, and it's something that continues yeah. to happen. Error sort of like a flashback, you know, you know uh, to a weak-armed high school quarterback that, you know, tried to do stupid things and c- couldn't get away with it, you know. Um, obviously, 
you know, it's a, it's a much different level. I'm not trying to say that. But, yeah, it, it, it was disappointing. His frustration, I thought, really showed tonight. You saw him a couple of times, you know, rifling around. Uh, I think he had threw the, the Surface tablet down once. I think the, the guys, Bob, Bob and Zoe talked about him with the, I think, the, the wrist. The wristband yeah, he ripped play that sheet, off too, yeah. Ripped that off when he was done for the night. Um, even the, uh, like the one drive they put together that was that was quality. Even you know like you know you got to convert a fourth and three from like the forty five yard line. Um, I thought he, I actually thought he did a really good job with the exception of the very first sack. I thought he did a good job of moving around the pocket and avoiding pressure tonight. Um, I thought the scramble was a, was a nice run, but there were very few plays tonight that I thought looked like the way they were supposed to look, and. That's kind of what we've been talking about all summer. The p- part of it, too, that bugged me with the interception was, like, I felt like he had Bourne. He had him. Like, he had a window to throw it, mm. and it just it feeds into this, you know, is he seeing it? Is he doing what they need, you know, uh, the way that they want it? I, I just – I don't know. He, does, he doesn't look – I don't want to say he doesn't look like the same player, but he's not playing at the same level he was last summer. And, look, they got two weeks, two weeks to figure it out. And I think at this point, if you've watched all the practices and the games – you're kind of just magically hoping that somehow in the next two weeks they're able to pull it together with game planning. And, uh, you know, it's just it's it's hard to see right now, and it's hard to feel overly positive about the direction of the team going into the season. You mentioned last summer, and I think that's a great uh, sort of point. Mac Jones last summer I feel like was much better than this Mac Jones that we're seeing, and that's such a scary proposition, isn't it? I mean, if Mac Jones – and I know that it wasn't a high bar to clear last year. What do you have to do, beat out Cam Newton? Not exactly splitting the atom here. Like, Cam Newton didn't have a lot left in the tank, and that's all he had to do. But it's not even so much that he beat Cam Newton. It's that he looked better. He was completing more passes. He was more comfortable. Yeah. He was more confident. He wasn't, uh, you know, frustrated and slamming his uh, surfaces and stuff everywhere after every play, which I feel like he's been doing from practice to camp to everything. Right. Uh, it's not. It's not been a good uh, start for him. And again, these games don't count, and we know that, and that's fine. But there has to be something to hold on to here, and I just there's nothing. I know, and and and, you've, and like there's part of you that wants to be like, well, it's the preseason. I'm sorry, this is their team right now. Yeah. This is what they have looked like almost for 95 percent of the summer. They have offensively, they get the ball, they make maybe one play, and it's incompletions. They don't look like they're on the same page. I I don't know what it's going to look like down in Miami in a couple weeks. I mean, I assume that they're going to lean into the spread stuff, which is you know I think as Paul pointed out, I think on the fourth drive they just said screw it, spread them out, and let's try to maybe find some kind of rhythm. Um, but you know, again, even still, they needed the fourth down conversion you go back to the other drive when mac had to scramble we've seen plenty of that this summer where he tucks it and has to run because nobody's open um it, I, I just i'm, I'm kind of struggling for the words to uh yeah you know to, to accurately describe what this is and you know where they go from here and going into the season yeah and you know part of it is you know it, it is new right you know so like i thought jared stidham on the other side looked pretty comfortable well he should you know, he's in an offense that he's been in now, whatever, what is it, four years? Yeah. So, you know, he should have looked pretty good. Now, I'm not excusing it away. I'm not, not, not Believe me, I'm not trying to do that. But I do think that there is uh, problems with the offensive line still. Uh, I think you saw it on those zone runs that we highlighted early in the, in the broadcast, and they're getting nothing out of those. You know, you start off with the, the same play that they did last week, on the quick slant to Devontae Parker. Only this one Mac puts right on him. Bang. Eight, mm-hmm. nine yards. Second and short. Zone run. Minus four. Third and long. Sack. Like, those are killers. Those are killers. So they got to figure out how they want to run the ball. And this is what I mean. Like, I don't think they're going to just 
scrap the offense. But they might have to scrap the zone runs until they figure out how to run them. Yeah. How to execute them. Cole Strange, uh, the first one was really bad. The first one you had Henry and Smith next to Trent Brown on the left side. So you overload it to the left side. Here we come, zone run, second and short. Cole Strange whiffs. Then they run one to the right side. Michael Owenu whiffs and gets called for holding. Then the next time, Michael Owenu whiffs again, and you, you probably netted like minus five yards on those three, not even counting the penalty yards, just the plays. Right. You know, um, minus five on those three zone runs. You can't, you can't lose yards. You can't have those negative plays in the run game. No, and I think, and it goes to Christian's point from the pregame show, and that is what is, I think, the scariest of all, is that I, I have fading confidence in this offensive line. And, and I don't know how it's going to get better. I don't really believe that they have a coaching staff in place for the offensive line that is proven, that gives you hope of, oh, Dante will fix it. And if it can't get better, they're not going anywhere. If they, if they can't block a run or give Mac the kind of protection that he's going to need, it's, it's, it's going to blow the whole thing up before it even starts. Um, you mentioned Jared Stidham, Paul. I think we all know what next week's going to be like with the Jared Stidham played better than Mac Jones takes, which are true, by the way. Oh, I mean, that'll be for, that'll be for your station. <laughs> it sure will, and it should be. The, I mean, I'm sorry, but that's a, that's a fact. I mean that that happened. Uh, there's no doubt he played better than Mac tonight. Do you want him over Mac? I mean, I personally, I it, like that was he was me, against the starters. One, that to me is six one half dozen the other. I don't at this really point. I'm kind of with you, but that's that's also not great. Uh, the fact that it's pretty much equal. Jared Stidham did what he did against the Patriots starters while Mac got sacked twice by the backup defensive. You didn't have Max Crosby and Chandler Jones out there. Oh, you're right. You had the Absolutely. tackles getting beat by the second stringers. You yeah. had them throwing picks to that second stringers. That first string. sack, that Mac was, completely created. Oh, yeah. 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 There, was no, the there was no pressure there. Yeah. And he moved out. Not only he moved out to where the only guy was flashing, he kind of got taken down, I thought, by a weak tackle yeah it was just kind of like yeah you know maybe i didn't really get a good look maybe he got it maybe he tripped him maybe that's unfair you know to your point mike maybe he did trip him and that's why yeah i i thought that sack was on was on max zoe pointed it out too and i think zoe knows a little something about you know pocket presence oh sorry yeah (laughs) you know coughing it up no um, bad play listen it wasn't good we can sit here and try to put um you know, fast though, right there. Yeah, that was a good run. That was a good scramble yeah. by by Mac. That's right probably there. his best play of the game. But that, you know, that was a you know, I, I think they pointed out man to man coverage. He recognized it, stepped into the seam, and you know, yeah, that was third and long too. That was like a third and ten mm. that he converted with a with a uh, a nice scramble. Just not enough, not enough quality plays. Um, the phone number is 855-PATS-500. You can email us at webradio at patriots.com. I'm sure a lot of you have a lot to say about this game here as it's Patriots postgame uh, presented by Cyber Reason. It's, uh, it's, it's the type of game that I feel like there's going to be a strong reaction to because we got some time now uh, until uh, Miami on the 11th. Oh, so there's there's a lot marinate. of time. It's going to marinate this, for two weeks. This is going to leave a mark. <laughs> you know, this is going to hover over everything. I, think, I mean, you said it too. I mean, we just talked about the offense for the first, like, whatever it is here. But, I mean, the defense. The defense got schooled. Giving up the big plays. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that stuff, like, that's that's disheartening. That, I mean, the defense has been pretty good this summer, I thought. And tonight I thought was the worst that they've looked So let's move summer. it. Um, you know, on that line, Mike, because I agree with you. I think the defense struggled. Let's get to good, bad, and the injured because I think this might take a while. Now it's time for the good. Pretty good. It's pretty, pretty, pretty good. The bad. Hey, what happened? And the injured. Ah. Ah. You are a gay. 
This is where you say the good and the bad and the injured is sponsored by the good, the bad, and the injured players. There you go. <laughs> good, the bad, and the injured is sponsored by all those good, bad, and injured players. Um, I guess we'll start with the good. This probably won't take too long. Uh, I'll, I'll give you one good. Jack yeah. Jones, I thought, yeah. played really well. I had him. I had him. He was around the ball a lot. I had, yeah. Yeah. I had Jack Jones on my list, so yeah. that's unanimous. Showing some energy, too. Like, it's just Aggressive. there was a lot of, you know, Aggressive. a, a lot of uh, moping from, from players, uh, rightly so, probably. But I thought Jack Jones was one of the guys that you looked and looked like he was playing intense and he was you know out there with a purpose and and i think that's a good one i i had him too we'll see how high he can get you know how much does he elevate and and get a chance i mean you just wonder with a lot of these guys kind of playing flat is it going to open up opportunities for guys like jack jones you know terrence mitchell for example you know getting picked on a little bit in that big passing play so um liked liked a lot of what i saw to jack yeah. I don't have any more good ones. So. Uh, no, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know if you guys. I got one more. <laughs> Listen, I, I I have a few, um, but they're mostly like kind of individual plays more so than anything. Okay. Um, I thought really nice aggressive run blitz by Kyle Duggar on the first series. Uh, it's third and goal from inside the five. Yeah, after he blew the coverage in the. <laughs> All right. Okay. Maybe he maybe he shows up <laughs> later on the list. <laughs> I got he does. Oh, he showed me the list. He does. Um, but I, yeah. I thought that was good you know, play. That's, Behind that's the line a, of scrimmage. That's yeah. a four-point play. Yeah. You know, they, they have a drive going to start the game, and you come up with a play um, to sort of stem the tide and make it a you know a three-point game instead of a seven-point game. I yeah. thought that was a good aggressive run blitz. Good play. Uh, I'm going to put Anthony Jennings on there. I thought he was uh, you know doing what he did all summer. I thought he was aggressive. He was you know uh, disruptive up front, strong guy. You know, you just see that he has real NFL potential. Uh, I like him a lot. I think he's. He's going to have to probably play a pretty big role this year opposite of Judon. If anything happens to Judon, I think it's, it's even going to be more on him. So uh, he, w- he was my other, my other good for the night. So, Christian, do you really not have any more? And I'm not making fun of you. No, I honestly don't. I mean, we've had games that literally we've gone like two seconds on either a good or a bad list. Like, I got one more. You know, when they beat the Jets like 58 to nothing, you know, mm-hmm. we don't spend a lot of time in the bad list. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I, uh, Dude, I I have more. Yeah. But well, you know, you know what? I wanted, uh, let me tell you this. I wanted to put Harris on there, yeah. but he fumbled at the end of the run. Yeah, I know I, it wasn't a real fumble, I did, but I didn't like I, it. I yeah. still put both. Uh, what do you mean? You, you know it wasn't a real fumble. That was absolutely a fumble. Yeah, he fumbled. Kevin the Harris? That one Harris? I thought second. that was uh, the first one. The they, ground that was it. Oh, no, the that first was the one, the ground caused the fumble. The second one. Oh, he fumbled again. Yeah, I Oh, I must have missed the second one. It was in trash time, but yeah. Okay, well, never mind. I do have both. Mike, you and I were calling for a flash from the two rookie running backs. And there I, it think, was. I think we that, saw a little bit of that. Yard run, yeah. So, um, yes, the fumble, you know, as Vinny Sinceri said, we can't have that. We can't. And I would even say, even though it was down by contact, that's two of that's his two, runs. He didn't end up with the ball. 100%. Yep. That's, that's the cardinal rule for Belichick. Yep. Make sure you finish. If you have the ball in your hands, make sure you finish the play with the ball in your hands. So. I, I want to put them both on the good list. I did see flashes from Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris. So yeah, I'm I, put I, did them you on see something anyway. from Pierre Harris? I, I Pierre, I, I wanted. I thought to. I, I thought some to. toughness on the the two little dump offs, the checkdowns over the middle. Yeah, move the pile forward, got the first down. I know the touchdown run got called back. I thought he showed some touch, uh, some yeah. toughness on that. A little bit. And Harris, I thought had two go- really good runs in the game. He did. He did. I was I was hoping that that that. Uh, that that big touchdown run was going to be was going to be a t- you know like it's just uh, unfortunate. Now the only other one I really had was just JJ Taylor jumping on the fumble, you know, getting in there, getting scrappy. I just thought he was active yeah. in the game, and yep. you know we're going to get to it later. He could become an important guy. Yeah, suddenly, absolutely. Um, what else you got, Paul? That, that's about it for me. Uh, I know we're probably getting specific plays now. Yeah, I mean, I I, I did see sort of you know that that whole quickness speed element thing that we've been talking about mm-hmm. you know on defense yeah 
I saw Raekwon McMillan, you know, quickly close on the outside on a pass that looked like it was going to be an easy, you know, you get backed up in your own territory, you, you leak the back out, you get an easy first down, get some breathing room. Instead of, you know, a 12-yard gain, it was a 6-yard gain or a 7-yard gain, and they're able to come up with a sack on third down and get off the field. Um, Judon had the sack on that. So, I, I you know, again, individual plays. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a whole lot. I, you know, I thought the second and third units that were out there late were, were pretty good in short yardage uh, yeah. run defense. Yeah. Some of I those put, guys I up put front. that on there. Equale. Jeremiah Farms. Equale. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, maybe making a little bit of a push there, some of those guys are at least. But, I mean, hard overall, though, I would say, to, like, pick out any bubble guys and be like, wow, he really made a statement tonight. Like, mm. there wasn't really any of that. Like, spotty plays, but. You know, nobody rising up to the occasion. All right, we can get to bad right now. I don't want to steal anyone's thunder. Uh, so if someone else wants to get their ball rolling with bad, you can. Otherwise, I can give you mine, my worst one. Go ahead. Uh, the tackles, the, uh, yeah. the offensive tackles, I thought were brutal in this game. Um, Isaiah Wynn getting beat by Kuntz on that uh, on that first series, which was the sack that wasn't a great play by Mac Jones either, but Wynn got really beat badly. And then yeah. on the other sack, on the field goal, I think that was uh, Brown who got, who got beat on that one. So both the tackles ended up getting beat by backups. And my number one key to the game was protecting Mac Jones, which it's not like he was getting killed out there, but come oh, on. Oh, no, but he was under pressure. He was under, he was under siege a couple of times. Yeah. He was under. Pre- I think he only got sacked twice, but he, he, I mean, he only played twenty five plays again. Yeah, this is what I was talking about with those practices. You know, they're telling me, you know, it was four or five sacks. That's a lot. Yeah, and the pocket fell apart in the interception too. So I mean, you know, there's there's three yeah. big plays right there where the offensive line didn't uh, do their job. It's honestly like the biggest thing I think I'm worried about right now is the plays. And 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 I try not to buy too much into the hype of, of guys not being engaged and believing in this, but I, I have real concerns about how Isaiah Wynn and Trent Brown feel right now about blocking for the next 17 regular season games and what that could potentially mean to the offense. Well, and then. I think both of those guys have struggled. You guys just talked about them. Then look what happens when they come out. Yeah. I mean, I don't think very many of their linemen have had a worse summer than Justin Huron. I mean, all of them. I mean, penalties, pass protection issues, uh, injuries. (laughs) I don't know how you feel great about it. To me, Kajust has been a better player. If only one of those guys stays, I think it's got to be Kajust. I just question the intensity of it. I mean, I don't know. Just watching Wynn get walked around by these backups, it's mm. like, what? I mean, these, Max Crosby. I mean, the guys that they have to face this year, it's 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 a murderer's row up front. Von Miller? I mean, Von Miller? <laughs> like, <laughs> how do we feel about that one? Come on. They got to find something on the offensive line. And, I mean, as as – you know, as we're talked about today, there's no, there's nobody out there. There's nobody coming to save this offensive line. Like they have to either figure it out or they are in for a long yeah. season. And I talked about those zone runs and the problems that a when you and Strange had on those. The running game, you know, just nothing, nothing again. Um, it's it. I, 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 the offensive line is to the point, and you know, I'm not a big. Oh my God, what are we going to do about the offensive line guy? But. Oh, my God, what are we going to do about the <laughs> offensive line? I uh, usually tell you to do that in your own time. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, you want me to go next? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we got plenty of time for bad, so you might I, as well. I mean, last week I, I, let the other guys, I let the other guys do it, but Mac, I mean, I just, you know, it's, it's, it just hasn't improved. It hasn't been good enough. He hasn't seen it. It's just not there. And, you know, it's funny. Is I, I, in my head I'm talking, I'm like, everyone talks about year two jump. What about the sophomore slump? Mm. <laughs> you know, like, like that's a thing too. Yeah, Baker I, Mayfield, ask him. I don't know what yeah. it is. I don't know what it is right now. But, I mean, the frustration that you see on him 
it just confirms everything that you feel while you're watching it because I look at Max's face and that's how I feel with how it's unfolding out there. Uh, you know, I, I give him a little bit of a, of a pass as far as things changing on offense, but they've been at it for a while now. They've been at it the whole offseason. It has not looked any better. And, and as much as we want to cling to some joint practice performances at the end of drills, this is it. This has been the whole summer. There's never once been that actual, wow, today they really got it. They haven't gotten it. We'll see what it looks like in two weeks. Yeah, I, and I had Mac there too. I, I, you know, I wrote, I just wrote, ten looks, a word that you can't say, on the <laughs> poopy, poopy. <laughs> and I, I, you know, he played twenty-five plays, counting um, penalties. And I'd say, if you're stretching it, four or five of them were good play. Like looked good. Um, I thought he just yeah, running around. Um, yeah, I, I just think that the offense is, is really searching for answers right now. I don't, they look like that. You know, I, I think Christian brought it up in the pregame about are they buying in. They don't look like they believe. I, I that's you know, and that's what I was kind of getting at with Win and, and Trent. I, I just that's I don't I don't usually buy into that stuff. I'm like, I well, either. let's see how it goes. You know, this is the beginning of the season. There's a long way to go. There's a lot of battles to be fought and ups and downs. And you know, you hope that this team's going to stick together, but. You know, in reading what Giardi tweeted about, you know, how the, the team has to believe. Like, they have to see it to believe it. Well, they sure didn't see it tonight. So, yeah. Eh. And I did have Kyle Duggar down as my, my first one. <laughs> he giveth and he taketh. That's exactly. But, yeah. you know, that's exactly what we talk about. Great Kyle against Duggar. the run, but ooh. Right. He's yeah. a physical guy. Yeah. He'll blow up a guard. Uh, you run a toss sweep in his direction, he'll come in and, and he'll, he'll wreck house. But. He's got to. If you're going to be a safety and you're going to be a quality safety, you got to at least be competitive in coverage, and he's not. Uh, before we move off of Mac, oh, I just wanted to point yeah, out one other done. thing, uh, and that is, yeah, I know. But I, the, the other thing about Mac, and I couldn't help but sort of think about this more with Josh McDaniels over on the other sideline, is that last year, especially in camp and in the preseason games, it seems like when Mac had a bad series, McDaniels would be there with him. They would talk it over. He'd go back out. He'd be better the next time. Like, I sort of, I, I remember, like, distinctly him having, and it oh, was yeah. during the regular like season, too. He'd Lots have a bad series in the regular season, a regular season game. He'd be there. You'd see McDaniels right next to him, and they'd be talking the entire time the defense is out there. They go back out there, and generally, not every time, but generally, Mac looked better. I didn't see any of that. I didn't see any of that improvement. I, I didn't see any of the, the coaches sort of around him uh, in between. You saw him, you know, getting all pissed and everything like that. But it was a very different dynamic on the sideline and not one that I think is helping Mac at all. I don't think it's doing him any favors, and I think you're really seeing it now. And the fact that it happened in front of McDaniels, I think, is almost poetic if you think about it. Like, it probably feels bad for him. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, bud, hang in there. It's going to be a long season for you. Um, all right. You want to take some calls? No, we're not done. We're not? All right. Uh, so one of my favorite guys this summer, I've talked about him at length, is Marcus Jones, right? Oh, you yeah, didn't even get the injured yet. So Marcus Jones is a guy that I want to see return punts. Mm -hmm. This is two weeks in a row he didn't finish a punt return with the ball. Uh, I'd like to see a replay of that one because I think he fumbled yep. on that, that, yep. that when they called him down by contact. Yep. They never really showed a replay. Last week he had a ball that wasn't his fault. Uh, he got banged into, but then he had another one that he that he bobbled and had to pick it up. If he's going to be the punt returner, he's got to be more secure with the football. That's, I mean, that I think the guy can be special. I, I I love the guy's athleticism. He's one. He's my favorite rookie so far, but he's got to be better with ball security. Now I did like him in coverage. I thought he was really competitive. Even the even the 
catch that Zuber made, he was all over him. Yeah. Um, you gotta go talk to Matt LePan about that one. Matt LePan was a little hard on him for that one. On, <laughs> on Marcus Jones? What else could he have done? I don't know, we'll get LePan in here to explain. Uh, I like Zuber's interception. No, that no, was, we don't need what that. a play that was. <laughs> we don't need that. Uh, the Terrence Mitchell play can't happen. Uh, you know, yeah. clearly that was a breakdown in communication. Yep. Uh, Mitchell, yep. in the as veterans are wont to do, immediately looks. Where, 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 what happened? Where's my safety? <laughs> yeah, no. I think that's the secret, though, of preseason. You know, you make a bad play, you got to like look around. And be like, oh, you know, what? Mu- it must yeah. not have been his fault. He was looking around. That's <laughs> like, otherwise known as the Sean Springs invitation. <laughs> yeah, um, and I think that was Garber's like first play, right? He comes out. There, oh yeah, he, like, he threw a punt. It should have been away. I mean, that thing hung in the air forever. It was like I a actually hot air thought balloon. that kid, you know, for for a rookie, I thought he looked reasonably solid. Looked better than Zapper. <laughs> yeah. The Zapper. The Zap. Yeah. The Zap um, man. The injured. It's not yeah, good. Not good. This Bob. did not look. I mean, am I the only one? I mean, like th- this doesn't look good. No, I, I mean, I, well, when the card comes out, Mon- Montgomery with made, looks like significant ankle injury. Yeah. I mean, and all we've been talking about all summer is is what a, a key piece it seems like. I mean, we think we said it on the pregame show. What what a significant piece he seems like he's going to be, um, and that's just a blow. You, I mean, who do you, do you have a receiving back now? You know, is it going to thrust Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris or JJ Taylor into the spotlight? Uh, can and I mean Harris is dinged up too. Damian Harris didn't play. Right. Uh, so w- what are you going into week one with? Uh, maybe one healthy Ramondre Stevenson and a rookie or JJ Taylor. Yeah, I mean that looked like a significant ankle injury. I guess you maybe you hope it's you know just like a bad sprain, like maybe a high sprain instead of uh, a the whole fracture. Season. But, but either it, way, it looked like he's out it for looks, a while. It looks bad. It looked bad. Um, yeah, I, I mean I think JJ Taylor comes back into the picture. I think most people. Myself included, had him on the outside looking in. I think he's got to stick around because I don't think you can rely on either one of these rookies yet. No, to fill a role. And then there's Myers, who went into the tent too, which is, I mean, uh, I mean, that's just as big. Are you with me? I know we talked at halftime. I thought yeah. he looked like he went down awkwardly on yeah. that catch. Oh no, it looked like he See, was. And that that yeah. was another one, like you know, when I said like out of the 25 plays, so few of them looked right. That was one that didn't look right. Like he was kind of lunging and yeah, like it was awkward, he looked like yeah. he was sitting in a in a zone and Max throw was out in front of him, and it, he ended up getting buried. Like I absolutely saw him at the end of that play, like dealing with something. Another guy looking down on the camera cut away, and I was waiting for some kind of thing, and then right. I just heard heard that. But again, I mean, you're talking about the like they haven't had much on offense this summer. The two maybe consistent pieces you had have been. Ty Montgomery and Jacoby Myers, and then to lose both of them within the first, I don't know, 10 minutes of the game. It's hard to imagine how much worse this game could have looked between injuries, between lack of production, between turnovers, between stupid mistakes. It's just – You just – you know, and I said it in the the pregame show, like I'm understanding that injuries are part of it, but just if you're going to have injuries, don't – you know, and I said it with all due respect, please don't have it be – you know, somewhat of significance, and unfortunately, it was. It was. I think that's a big loss. You know, I don't want to overstate it. You know, it was a third down, but whatever. But I think he was going to play a big role in the offense. We don't know what the extent of the injury is. I don't want to write write a season off yet. But anytime a guy gets carted off, it's, we'll see. It's you know, Ian Rappaport will have it soon. <laughs> uh, that that's that's unfortunate. And Myers, hopefully, that's nothing uh, too significant. Kevin Harris looked like he got dinged up on that first. Uh, long run, but he came back in the yeah, game. Yeah, so. and uh, and just to say too, I mean, Asiasi not playing. That's you know a guy didn't get injured during it, but I think he's in trouble. I think he's he's in significant trouble. And Wade too. Wade, I don't think Wade Wade played at all too. So two guys like really on the bubble. Dealing, that, that and you just, said it in the pregame. You know he's dealing. Uh, you know both of those guys are you know fighting for their roster you know, lives timing. and. 
bad timing. Now, sometimes those can work in their advantage. Maybe they make it and immediately get put on IR. Someone else takes their spot. You know, who knows? I mean, the only thing they have going for them is that I don't really have, like, 60 guys that I'm trying to figure out how to fit on the 53-man roster. Like no, that's why I was making fun of them on the on the <laughs> broadcast tonight. Like, I, I, I had my first bra- – like, the first time I, I paired the roster down, I think I ended up with 50 guys, and I had to add three. I, you know, I, add, I think I added LeBron Ray um, was one. Um, and they had, like, 59 I'm like, you know, you couldn't find a way. You got to have like, Lil Jordan on there. You like, got to have like, him. Well, well, they had Lil Jordan Humphrey and Devin Asiasi at tight end. And huh. I'm like, do you need both of those guys, really? J- like James Ferentz and Cody Russi. Like, That's I, another I, one I don't get. I, think, I don't get the Cody Russi of it all. Well, here, here's the thing I don't get. <laughs> People are like, he's he really has, coming on. I'm like, what? He has a way with words, Mike. <laughs> That's pretty good. I, listen, he might be a, a quality offensive lineman, but you're telling me that you can't reasonably be secure that you can get an undrafted rookie interior offensive lineman onto the practice squad who's like 511 okay <laughs> now now, he, now he's just being mean, <laughs> well, I mean see this is the best part christian when you cuz i know you're going to you're going to sub at least once or twice for Hardy during the season too, right? I this mean, is, yeah. This is not your only time. Unless right? you go up to Fred and say that you're not. Don't let him back in. Oh no 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 oh, no no. <laughs> we don't talking over we Matt's don't do, intros. We don't do that because <laughs> if we do that, then I, then Paul ends up having a host, and that's just oh a well. Nightmare. Okay. <laughs> I haven't hosted since we brought Adam Jones in several years ago. <laughs> Who? <laughs> so Who's never heard of him. Young and up and comer. You'll you'll hear, oh, okay. you'll hear more from him. There's nothing like Mike Dusso. <laughs> After a loss, oh yeah, in the pregame show, I get yeah, dark. it's it's just well, you got a preview of it on Tuesday. I guess I was right. Maybe I should have wandered into the desert as uh, was rumored to happen, and uh, you know, take some peyote and, and go on a spiritual journey to figure out what the twenty twenty two. Or the uh, Aaron Rodgers. What's, that? Rogers, what's um, that thing? Yeah, what's that called? Ayahuasca. Oh yeah, yeah, I didn't even attempt it. I didn't even attempt that one. Like, just give me peyote or. You and Hunter S. Thompson out there uh, driving through Bat County. Uh, yeah, there you go. go. That's uh, it. Looks like Mac Jones is talking right now. Uh, we'll probably hear from this uh, a little bit later. We'll hear from Bill as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, get what uh, they have to say. I can't imagine what Mac Jones is thinking right now, honestly. Uh, probably in stuff, and, uh, <laughs> you know, and that's all you can ask for. Yeah, it was a really tough game, you guys. <laughs> I did my Mac Jones impression is like Marty McFly. That's what I. That's what I'm like shooting for. George? I feel like he has a very strong Marty McFly vibe uh, when he I talks. I like that. I like that. Um, but yeah, I can't imagine. I can't imagine what's uh, going through his mind right now because it's it's been it's been uh, almost a bizarro version of last year. I mean, really, that's yeah. what that's what it seems it's like this year's been be for frustrating. Because I mean, I know these guys work hard. I mean, this is a really hard sport, and and they demand a lot here. And to have worked this long and this hard and to just not be able yeah. to put the results together, it's it's frustrating. I, 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 mean, I, I imagine that they're super frustrated. And, you know, I think the question really is, is like, can you hit the reset button for the next two weeks and suddenly find something to, to go down to Miami, a difficult place to play against a team that swept you last year? Yeah. It's, uh, it's a huge, huge challenge, and it is a murderer's row of opponents right out of the gate. And... They better find something quick, or it is going to to be. Uh, they're going to be up against it before. Yeah, very long. and and I would say, you know, and I know Zoe and 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 Bob made uh, a lot of mentions of the lack of game planning and whatnot. I think that is part of the equation to an extent. I'm not as you know enamored with that whole thing as other people are because I think, in large part, what it comes down to is you know players players playing against each other and other teams backup shouldn't be neutralizing your starters 
you know, that, consistently. You know, and and that's that's happened yeah. consistently in this this summer. But at the same time, I do also uh, account for the fact that when it is game planned up, and I mentioned the zone runs, I don't think Bill's Bill's not stubborn like that, where he's just going to run his you know head into a wall if it's not working. He's going to figure out some other ways to run the football. Ramondre Stevenson's a good running back. Damian Harris is a good running back. He's going to figure out a way to get these guys going and and be more productive on the ground. But yeah, it, it, I mean, it's hard right now to look at those kinds of you know outlooks and, and be as positive about it. And you're right, Mike. I mean, it, they don't have a lot of time to to wade into the season with three road games in the first four weeks, including trips to Miami and Green Bay, which you know. I mean, just pick your poison. Not, not easy. I mean, Christian Wilkins against this offensive line. Then you go to T.J. Watt against this offensive line. I mean, uh, I don't want to be like, good luck, but, man, it's uh, – I, I don't know. It, it's it's going to be a, a true test to see what they come out with in a couple weeks. Yeah, um, it's it's not looking great. Uh, we want to thank Cyber Reason, by the way, presenters of Patriots Post Game Show. Great defenders don't just play in the field. They're also protecting your company and your data. Cyber Reason on a mission to end ransomware and keep your business undefeated against cyber attacks. Learn more at cyberreason.com slash ransom. Um, all right, should we uh, should we turn it over to the uh, listeners now? Should yeah, we let them let them, hear let from them the go. People? Unleash the hounds. Uh, <laughs> we'll unleash the hounds here, and we'll begin with the person who's been waiting the longest. We'll be diplomatic about it. That would be Sean. Sean, who is out in Vancouver, uh, who would like to uh, sound off on this game. Hello, Sean. How are you? Hey. Uh, could be better. Uh, now, Montgomery uh, looks like he's, he's going to be up for a while, as we mentioned. And, Paul, you were saying uh, J.J. Taylor looks like uh, he could fill that role. I like his speed. He catches a ball. But I'm just wondering, what do you think he'd be like in, in pass protection? Right, especially when you have – an offensive line that hasn't been so great at pass protection. So you know that he's probably going to have some guys to pick up. He had a good yeah. one last week, right? He had, a, he had a good pass protection block. I don't think that he can be you – know, like I, I think they wanted to use Stevenson and Montgomery and, and Harris and you know when they were out there involved as three-down guys. I don't think Taylor is, is, no. is a good candidate for that. Now he can Which run – right back to where he you can run started the ball. from. He can run the ball, but I don't think he, you want to line up on first down and tell everybody you're running and say, here comes J.J. Taylor on a consistent basis. We kind of missed him last year, didn't we? Was that kind of like, he, well, was, it was he fumbled and we felt like he oh, did, yeah, and no, he, he showed some he, sparks. He, he was periodically involved early in the season against Tampa Bay. He fumbled. We never saw him again. Yeah. Uh, what would you guys I, think I, of Stevenson tonight? I'm fine. I mean, Four a couple, a couple, carries, couple, right, car- yeah. I mean, a couple the, carries where you showed he, a little bit. A see, little he, bit here's but another one. Like that, like, and this is one of the four or five good plays. That big run that set up the field goal was a nice one. Yeah, yeah. he gets a 12-yard run. Yeah. You know, like, and even that has to be after a penalty. It's like first and 18 or whatever it was, and he rips off. You know, and everybody in the world is saying, eh, well, I'm going to run the ball here. <laughs> right? And gotcha. he has a 12-yard run. That was a really good run. I l- See, I, I mean. But take that part, one from you, too. <laughs> part of it is I love Stevenson, so I'm going to yeah, look yeah. at the bright side on right. him. But it's I, just not I, I just to think work he, with these guys. Don't have I think his you know, power and speed combo. I think he's explosive. I think he, I, I, you know, I, I think he's gonna have a big year. Um, yeah, I hope so. Especially if uh, Harris is out for any extended period here, or if he's just not a hundred percent. Be nice to see Stevenson or someone pick up the slack. Uh, let's try William in Pennsylvania. Uh, William, go ahead. Uh, how you doing, gentlemen? What's up? Yeah. That's Will- Willem. Willem and Philem. <laughs> Sorry, I like it. Some of the regulars. Where do I um where do I begin? Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> so you can't <laughs> So you can't you can't 
can't even you can't make touchdowns. You made two two field goals. Okay, the offensive line was atrocious. Max was uncomfortable. Uh, dude, it would look really nice to have Devontae Adams on our team, wouldn't it? Man, <laughs> Jesus. Christ. Uh, one for the uh, referees would have had two touchdowns. I just feel like all this is falls on Bill. Bottom line, you wanted to change the scheme. You didn't want to stay the way things was. I don't understand. If it ain't broke, why fix it? You know what I'm saying? And now it's just a mess. And if they go like like Deuce said, if they do this in week one, um, let me tell you, gentlemen, you're going to have – one of the top ten picks, you're not making the playoffs, and this is some serious questions that the crash need to sit Bill down and ask him what the hell's going on. Seriously. Yeah. Thanks, William. I I mean it's it's hard to argue with what we've been watching, you know, for four weeks. And I wish that yeah. I could say, well, you know, in practice, they're all right. You know, like they got they, this is it. This is every this is practice. This is joint practice. This is preseason games. This is what the Patriots offense has been the whole summer long. And you've seen minimal strides in any area. The running game doesn't work. The protection is suspect. And Mac doesn't seem to be seeing the and field. And you know what you saw a little bit, especially early in the game tonight, you know, with uh, when, when Mac and the first team was out there. And we talk about this a lot, too, at practice. Uh, a little dump down. Uh, a little check down. Yeah. Oh, you know, and we always say, like, well, would he have made the t- – well, yeah, tonight, the tackles were made by backups, you know, no less. So – there was very few, you know, passes that traveled more than ten yards that were caught. You know, they they, they tried a few, mm-hmm. but most of them, you know, didn't result in in completions. And I'm talking about when Max in the game. I don't really, you know, all due respect, I don't really care what happens when Bailey Zappi's throwing bombs to Trey Nixon and the ball's hitting him in the chest. Uh, which, by the way, that was a penalty. <laughs> that should have been that should have been pass yeah, interference. Yeah. Um, but. They, they just have no real uh, ability to consistently get the ball down the field. It's all short, and then, you know, Hunter Henry's got to break a couple of tackles for a first down, he comes up just short. You know, like, that's not a, it's not a great There's way to live. There's nothing on this offense that pushes the pace. Nothing. You know, I, and that's what I think was intriguing about Thornton. I got a little bit of a glimpse of it on the Raiders' side of the ball out of practices this week. But, you know, and I wonder how much of it was, you know, how much are we now missing Josh's designed offense that even despite the lack of plus athletes had the ability to get guys open and to make plays. And right now it's just, it doesn't feel like the plays that they're making, they're squeaking them out by the skin of their teeth. You know, Hunter Henry had a couple, you know, nice little catches here and there, but there's nothing really where, like I said, they're pushing the pace against the, where they're like, man, the Raiders can't hang with us. It's like you just you feel like you're lucky to get these handful of plays, and and, and even then you're barely. Getting I got to be honest. I really thought that they would have like two or three drives tonight and score on two. You know, let's say they had three drives. I thought they would score on two of them. I'm like the other team's playing backups. They've been hearing for weeks how much they're struggling. They finished on a good note on Wednesday. I thought for sure tonight we're feeling they good. Would, they would get the start. You know, you had all the guys that are going to be out there. On on uh, on the eleventh, right? Yeah. Brown, Strange, Andrews, Owenu, and Win. Parker, Myers, Jonu Smith, Hunter Henry, and Damian Harris with Mac Jones. That's what you started with. Oh, not Damian Harris signed it with Stevenson, but same same. And you just couldn't get it going. Three and out right out of the gate. Yeah. Three, three and out. Second series started with a holding call. I actually thought after that play. The offense, there was two contested catches there in a row. 
uh, to get him back. And then Mack picked up the third down with the uh, scramble there. And then they had three straight runs, and they were moving the ball. You know, it wasn't it wasn't great. It was, you're right. It wasn't big chunk plays or anything. But it seemed like they were at least getting their feet under him a little bit. And then after you know three straight runs to set up the play action, Mack has this terrible throw. And uh, you know, it, it, it in You're between right. the bookends of a holding call and a terrible interception, there was some semblance of an offense. But that's it. You're right. That's all you really they have. Did, to they hold did on have to. a little. Yeah. I mean, I didn't love the way they got the first down, but first and twenty, you got the first down. Yeah. I don't really care how you get it. Um, you're right. They, they did show a little bit of rhythm there for for a second. And it was fleeting. And then it seemed <laughs> yeah. like every time I was in the middle of talking, something really bad happened to me. I don't, like, I don't know. Maybe it was just me. Maybe that'll, that'll go away now. Because I, oh. I don't think CBS will have me in the Bob's Discount yeah. Furniture Studio. No, not, not anymore. You, no. You're, you're out? You're like, out, I don't, I don't think. Uh, I don't think Nance and Roma. Well, Nance and Roma probably won't be doing any Patriots <laughs> games. Never I, mind. I, I had the br- rough experience where we had this little TV that's that's about five seconds ahead. Oh, yeah. And I saw the Mac interception happen before it did. And I'm like, oh, guys, here it comes. Get ready. Like, you know, getting to watch that one twice. Um, it just, I mean, pictures of it popping There's up. No good over. angle of it, that's for sure. There's no good angle. <laughs> no good it. angle of that play. Screenshots make it look even no, worse. I still, yeah. I still think. See, I'm not huge on the screenshot thing because I think no, you, I could, you could do right. whatever you right. want on a screenshot. But I think if you watch that play as they show that replay from behind, he's sort of running a little bit right. He throws it back. And then you see the linebacker who he clearly doesn't see, but behind him there's a guy coming, mm-hmm. and he's sort of cutting underneath Bourne, I think he was going to pick it off. <laughs> then he said, nah, you take it. <laughs> but the guy, I mean, in he mid-air. threw, it right, I mean, he threw yeah. it right to the linebacker. I, I mean, me, in, in me. Max defense, I don't think he saw the linebacker. I'm not excusing him, but it's not like, you know, well, Can, uh, I, I could get it there. I'm going to squeeze it right through him. Could could we could we chat a little bit about it? Chat about anything you want. Can we chat about, we chat about something? Uh, what if Joe, Jacoby Myers is out for a significant period of time? What is the impact of that? Because I think that's you know that's a big impact. I think significant. I mean, I don't know if that opens up. I haven't seen anything out of Trey Nixon. I, don't, I mean, I don't really feel I like I think he's trending in the in the wrong. I think direction. he's trending in the wrong direction. So I mean, it just kind of leaves you with Parker Aguilar and Bourne. I feel like last year the two best passing plays Jacoby Myers through the pass. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like that's that's bad for your passing offense and receiving. I, I, I told say. Paul I, I had a little <laughs> bit of a Paul snark when we were in Vegas watching uh, the Raiders, and I, I turned to the other beat reporters and I said, "Geez." Josh might not have to have one of his wide receivers throw a pass this year. (laughs) (laughs) So Bill Belichick just said something uh, interesting, um, and I'm just reading off of Twitter. Phil Perry, we didn't have a real good game tonight. Uh, We didn't have a real good night tonight in any phase of the game. Might have left it all in the practice field. (laughs) Says says they they practiced much better. Mike? (laughs) Marginally better. Marginally. I, I mean, I'm asking because I didn't see the practice. Marginally, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. They finished the two. They finished the two practices with two minute touchdown drives, and that's and otherwise every session about this. Couple incompletions. Oh, that was a nice play. Run Couple stuff. Sacks. Ta- sack. All right. You know, I mean, this this is it. This is it. Left it all out on the practice field. He really said that. Uh, Might have left it all. Might have left it all on the practice field. That, oh that's the quote God. according to Phil Perry. Ugh. And then Phil adds on his own, says they practiced much better. I'm sure. So Phil is clearly paraphrasing something that Bill said. I mean, defensively, time. I would say that they, they probably you know played significantly better. Um, I just didn't think the pass rush was really there. I think the pass rush has been there all season long and against the starters tonight, or Stidham, against Stidham tonight. They weren't oh, really they had getting nothing after on him. Stidham. I mean, they, I mean they get after the kid a little bit, but even then, I thought he was a little slow to process at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a couple of stunts that that worked, and 
he ran into one of them. I thought the the Judon sack he kind of ran into. Um, but uh, yeah, and Bill also says he has no update on uh, Ty Montgomery. No surprise there. Right. All right. Um, let's yeah, take one more call. Your point about Jacoby Myers is a good one. I I don't know where they go. Um, if they if they lose him, now you're talking about Parker, Aguilar, and Bourne, which is probably okay. Yeah. But Parker's got an injury history. Bourne's been really inconsistent. We don't really know exactly what Aguilar is. Not ideal. No, uh, certainly not ideal at all. Let's go to Paul in Florida, uh, who has a thought on the uh, game tonight. Paul, go ahead. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, Paul. Yeah. Uh, tough night tonight. I don't know what the Patriots were doing. Nope. But uh, I don't think it was just me, but it looked like Mac Jones had no chemistry out there with anybody. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It was a struggle. No doesn't doubt about that. It seems like he's feeling yeah. the offense right now. It doesn't seem like he's seeing the field the way he did last year. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. For who or for offensive coordinator, who is calling the plays? Because we saw two people last week. Did you see tonight? If if Patricia was, I didn't was really see. It. I mean, I I, I, I I saw Patricia calling some plays. I wasn't, you know, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't really lock in on that. I, did, I read I, that uh, it was Patricia was with the offensive line, and it looked like Judge may have been yeah, calling see, a couple so plays in at so some point. So that's the but, thing, right? Like, yeah. you know, he, like you said, he would go and sit with Josh, the architect of the offense, right. and they'd work through the issues. And now Matt Patricia's calling the plays, and then he comes off the field, and he's talking to Joe Judge. So, yeah. you know, I'm sure that well, the Patricia messages are to the lineman, yeah. vaguely similar, see, but it's not the same person that's in your ear and, the and whole even, game. And even if it is, like, li- listen, even if they pick one guy, Right, like I thought, the way you just phrased that, Mike, is interesting. He used to sit with Josh, the architect of the offense, and yeah, it wasn't Josh's offense, but he's been immersed in it for twenty years. Yeah, so he knows it. And Josh actually said, "He goes, how lucky is it? It's the only system I know, Mm -hmm. and it's the only system I've ever been in." So he had that, you know, luxury last year. Even if it's one guy, let's just say it's Joe Judge. He's the guy. He's calling the plays. He's the guy that's going to sit next to Mac and talk him through it. This isn't Joe Judge's offense. He's never been in this offense. He doesn't know it any better than Mac knows it. Right? Yeah. Matter of fact, I think you can make an argument that Mac knows it better than him. Yeah, you could definitely make that Based argument. on Mac's experience as a quarterback, and Joe Judge has never really had that in the NFL. It's been special teams and the head coach. And I, I hate to bring this up, but, like, Joe Judge is not exactly like the softest, like nurturing. Oh, I thought like, he was giving it to Bailey Zappi pretty good after I his saw pick. that. I saw that. Uh, you know, and and I know Mac has a history of working with tough coaches, and and you know he's okay with that. But you know, again, it's just what's going to get it out of him. I, I I don't know. I don't know what the what what the what the answer is. But it's just as weird to me to have a play caller doing all that. It's not going well, and then he just goes over to the offensive line. I mean, in all fairness, he probably needs to be talking to the offensive line. Yeah, but. You know, again, he's trying to balance all of that. The message. I mean, how does Matt Patricia balance all of that as well? Of of, of fixing the offensive line and then, you know, telling Joe Judge what to fix. Like, does he have to relay that to Joe Judge what he's seeing, or does Joe Judge just know? You know, so it's just there's so much, so many games of telephone going on that yeah. I just think wonder how much the message is getting muddied, and I don't think that that's a thing that Belichick usually likes. Yeah, they're still working through a lot of that. That's for sure. Your point about the familiarity is a good one, but I think it's scary when you apply that to the defense because think about it: the Patriots' starting defense, Bill Belichick, and all these you know defensive coaches who know Josh McDaniels and they know his offense and what he's running. They know Jared Stidham because he played here all these years. They have as much familiarity as McDaniels has with the Patriots' offense and Mac Jones, and 
Jared Stidham carved them up. Like, think about that. The familiarities, all the all same stuff's all there on the Patriots side with their defense, and they couldn't stop Jared Stidham. Nope. Nope. Get him back. It's a fair point. You know? Like that's it. That's well, horrible. You know what? You know what sucks. It's like Jared I mean Stuttle. the injuries and the lack of performance. But then it's also just like the special twist of the knife that it's Jared Stidham doing it. That yeah. it's Josh McDaniels doing it. I mean that you know that's kind of like the uh, I don't want to call it the cherry whatever the opposite of the cherry on top is. That's that's what that is. Yeah. All right. Turn the punch bowl. That's there exactly right. Thank you. Uh, the phone number to call in is eight five five Pats five hundred. You can also email us at webradio at patriots.com, Although I need to log back into that because I haven't seen any of these emails yet. So if someone wants to do that for me, that'd be great. We'll. Take a quick break. We'll come back with more of your phone calls and more observations on what's been a really, really rough summer here for your New England Patriots. This is the Gillette Labs with exfoliating bar. The bar in the handle removes unseen dirt and debris ahead of the blades for effortless saving in one efficient stroke. Defending against cyber attacks requires seeing in the dark. Understanding and ending every threat to your organization on computers, mobile, and the cloud. It takes cyber reason and cyber attacks from endpoints to everywhere. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning, and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. You know, what's it like for you to see him, you know, coming back in after missing the year and making an impact here in the summer? I mean, that's my man. He's right here next to me. Don't like <laughs> <What is that? laughs> Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Christian Arcan. 
happier times. Oh yeah, everything's happier times than tonight. <laughs> I feel like this. I feel like I'm at a funeral. Honestly, like this feels like we're at, or not at a feel like the thing the it's wake gotta, before the funeral. I mean, it's got to be weird for you being yeah. at Patriots.com having to <laughs> having to lay this all out because it's just. Yeah, I mean, not even. I feel like the angel of death, kind of like I came yeah. here at this very uh, uh, tough time. It's been here team. all summer, though. It has. Yeah, it's don't, been don't, building. Don't to this. blame yourself. Uh, that is true. Um, we got uh, some more phone calls to get to. We'll hear from Bill Belichick uh, in just a few minutes. Um, the uh, the the Jared Stidham of all this uh, is is something that I can't shake. I really can't. Jared Stidham, while he was here, uh, could not beat out Cam Newton. Um, I, you know, like, and, and we know how Bill felt about him, and he was a fourth round draft pick. Uh, I just sort of wonder, are we going to see Bailey Zappi killing us in the preseason then two years from now uh, or something like that? Because that was – that was you talk about insult to injury. Yeah, that's it. That was the, – the loss was the injury. Jarrett Stidham doing it to you was borderline insulting. Like I felt personal – like a personal affront uh, to me as a Patriots fan and someone who was, uh, you know, didn't – wasn't super impressed by Stidham when it seemed like he was going to be the starter either before they even signed Cam Newton. And uh, he goes out there and to quote Missy Elliott, put his thing down, flipped it, and reversed it all over the Patriots starters. Yeah, and he didn't look too great in, in joint practices, but uh, you know, I, I mean, I will say you can see why Josh wanted to, to get him. I mean, he knows yeah. you know the offense, and and I mean, he clearly, I mean, he beat out whoever the guy was. They just what traded to Minnesota, and they trade one of their backups, um, you know, because Stidham won that out. So Nick Mullins, Nick Mullins. So uh, you know, it's it, it is it's certainly uh, you know disheartening. There's a small part of me that feels you know happy for for Jared Stidham after uh, you know tough go here. We never really got a chance. Never really to got see a chance. Play. Got injured in, in random places, but yeah. you know, but but you're right, Arkin. When he played here, it 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 was striking how different to me, like seeing Stidham as a rookie and then seeing Mac as a rookie and just how much more comfortable Mac, you know, looked. And of course, you know, Stidham's been in the league a few years. Like he's not, you know, some bum that, that, you know, he's won a job clearly as the backup quarterback there for the Raiders. So uh, one of many former Patriots, I do wonder what the conversations are like amongst the former Patriots that are on the Raiders now being like, so what do you think of the Patriots, huh? Like ask Brandon Bolden that, and uh, you know, off the record, see what he thinks. Yeah. I wonder sometimes about, some of the free agents who signed a couple years ago, you know, like uh, Hunter Henry, looking back at the Chargers, somebody, somebody thinking about John U. Smith and the Titans. I don't know how good the Titans well, are going to be this then year. Then they look at like, their bank account and they're like, that's true. Right. And they, they, they took the money and they came <laughs> well, here. And, but and, and that's the big argument that I have with my, my boy Felger, who always tells right. me, you know, everybody says, you know, they won't be able to get anybody to sign here without Brady. And then, you know, uh, if you give them the money, I'm like, yeah, that that's the point. You can get them to sign here, no you're, problem. You're just like everybody else. Right. If you if you pay the highest amount, you will get guys to sign. Mm-hmm. It was like that's born. The, that's the difference. <laughs> like when 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 Kendrick Bourne says, "What you know?" He's asked, "Why'd you sign here?" Because I couldn't believe how much money they gave. Me. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I appreciate the honesty, but <laughs> yeah. you know, the two tight ends, Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry, broke records for for guaranteed money for tight ends yes, and free agency. They did. That's how you get the guys. I mean, of course. Matt, Matthew Judon got over fifty million. I'm not saying they shouldn't assign him or those guys shouldn't assign here. They should have stayed with their teams. They I understand need, they it's a needed business. an influx of talent. Absolutely. I wonder if they're sort of looking at their old teams now and thinking, man, it'd be nice to be in L.A. right now. Well, uh, you know, it'd be nice to be on that Chargers <laughs> team. Money aside, you know, like yeah, fine. Obviously, they got paid. I just sort of I wonder about those things because in the past, no Patriots free agent ever thought that. Yeah, uh, you yeah, know, just just to share real quick, Evan texted me that uh, that him, Fred, and Sosi were uh, were walking out and Josh. McDaniel stopped them to, to say hello. 
So uh, hopefully they still come back and <laughs> don't stick with the Raiders. Fred's a new uh, VP well, of Well, Fred, Fred will probably be mad at, at McDaniels for life because the last time that McDaniels right, showed up right, right. after beating the Patriots, he he's, still, he's still mad about that. <laughs> Can you confirm or deny that he was shaking his ass in their face as he walked by? Because I bet you, I, I, bet, uh, I bet a few dollars on that. Oh, man, I'd love to know what that conversation was because I'm sure Freddie was like, so, what do you think? I mean, are we going to be all right, you think? No, no, I don't know. Oh, boy. I've got a couple of emails here, people saying they're canceling their NFL Sunday ticket. Out of towners don't even want to watch this team. Mm, this oh, yeah, come on. Canceling the whole yeah, thing. Maybe wait. I did give them a couple weeks. Did you get a least. refund on that after like week three? I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. Um, uh, let's go back to the phones. What do you say? Uh, Justin is in Virginia. Uh, go ahead, Justin. Hey, how's it going, guys? For what it's worth, I think uh, you guys were on the good list. Oh, so, thank uh, you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> All right. I'm trying but to go easy on them, but man. Part of what scares me about this roster is with our schedule, there's a lot of teams that aren't amazing and they don't scream like Super Bowl contenders but I still think you need to be on your P's and Q's to beat them and and I, when, when I think of these things I think of like the Ravens the Dolphins, the Vikings, the Colts that have pretty serviceable quarterbacks there have some athleticism with guys like Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill and whatnot. and I think you need to beat will win a lot of those games to just get above 500, and I, I I can't see it right now, you know? No, and I mean, I look at the first quarter of the season. I mean, at Dolphins, at Steelers, Ravens, at Packers. I don't care if you even had Tom Brady here. Like, those are tough games. Like, that, you know, every one of those games is pretty tough. Maybe the Steelers are a little bit different than what we're used to in the past, but got swept by the Dolphins last year. The Ravens, we know, you know, if they're, if they're healthy, they're going to be a much different team than they were last year with Lamar Jackson. And then, you know, Aaron Rodgers, I mean – it's a long way till you get to the Lions at home on, on October 9th. You know, those four games are they, they, they just they've got to find something. They've got to find it in a hurry if they're going to be competitive in those games. All right. We got uh, Bill Belichick from the podium. But before we hear from him, a big thank you to our sponsor, Microsoft Surface, the official sideline technology provider and laptop of the NFL and the Patriots that provides players and coaches with the tools to succeed both on and off the field. Check out the powerful Surface Pro 8, combining the, wor- the power of a laptop with the flexibility of a tablet over at Surface.com. All right. Here's Bill. Belichick. Uh, all right. Well, we, um, you know, didn't have a have a real good night tonight in any phase of the game. Um, that's obvious. Um, might have left it on the practice field on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, certainly practiced a lot better than we than we played out there tonight. So, um, you know, obviously, need a lot of need to clean up a lot of things here. That just didn't didn't play well in any phase of the game. Didn't play with any kind of consistency. A couple of touchdowns, call it back, turn the ball over, didn't play good defense, didn't play well in the kicking game. Um, you know, I obviously got to do a better job, and so it starts with me. So we'll um, we'll get back to work this week and and um, and work on work on things we need to work on. Um, like I said, it's disappointing because we did things a lot better in practice against the Raiders than we did tonight. So hopefully we can regain that level of. Um, uh, execution and performance. Bill, was it the plan for you guys to play that first offense kind of through the first quarter and into the second there? Yeah, we played our first group about the first quarter, yeah. That, was that the plan coming in? When we decided to do it, yeah. Okay. Um, and it may be early on this, but just want to check on Ty Montgomery. Any idea of how serious that might be for him. Yeah. I don't know. 
Bill, uh, what stood out to you from this week about your team that you liked over the course of the week? And how do you get that consistency to where you need it to be come September 11th from your team? I, I thought we competed well uh, the, with the Raiders in, in all areas. Um, they have a lot of good players. thought we did some, you know, it wasn't perfect. I mean, I don't say anybody dominated anything, but we were competitive with them. We made a lot of good plays. They made good plays. Um, but tonight we just didn't do much of, didn't do much of anything right. So, um, like I said, maybe we left it on the practice field. I don't know, but um, you know, I've just got to get our team to a, a more consistent, higher competitive level um, than we were tonight. So, that's what we'll do. Bill, when it comes to the, the running game, is there anything that you're noticing that is keeping it from being consistent? It just looked like that first group. Um, just hard to generate much consistency there. Yeah. Well, again, we had we had several good runs in practice this week. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can say that about every part of the game tonight. No, it wasn't anything that was consistent. Bills, the numbers get smaller and the roster gets cut down. Is it uh, less difficult to find that consistency, to find continuity, and hone in on some of the things that yeah, you'll focus on for the first continuity. game? It's just, we, we just have to perform better and – yeah, I got to coach better. We got to play better. I don't think it's any big mystery. Mac just acknowledged when he was chatting with us that that he did get a little bit frustrated um, at one point coming off the sideline. Is that okay in your eyes? You know, these preseason games are what they are. This time of year is what it is. Um, or do you preach patience with players if you do see them getting frustrated? Yeah, I don't know. Sure, everybody has their own emotion. Bill, kind of one of the things that stood out was uh, in the second quarter, what the Hoyer strip sack, J.J. Taylor coming back to recover that. Something that sticks out to you in film, you can show the team as far as hustle plays when things are kind of not going your way. Yeah, I mean, there are always good things in the game. You know, I think there, I'm sure there are good things on some of the bad plays that we had. Um, I'm sure there are bad things on some of the good plays we had. But, yeah, in the end, it's just you know, too many big mistakes and too many little mistakes. Turn the ball over, get two touchdowns called back, you know, give up a couple big plays on defense that were totally unnecessary, um, and then just our basic fundamental execution um, in all three phases of the game needs to be better. So we need to coach better. We need to play better. Um, start working on that this week. seemed like Anthony Jennings had some extended playing time tonight. What have you seen from him throughout camp and to where – what he's put on film so far. Well, again, just, you know, kind of like we have all preseason, the guys who didn't practice as much, especially against Carolina and the Raiders uh, played more and the guys that practiced more played less. So it's, it's about the way it was for everybody. Bill, we know you value dependability in players. How much progress do you feel like you've made in terms of determining dependability when it comes to certain plays? Is that something that you can have a, a good idea of at this time of year? Yeah, I'm not following you, Phil. Sorry. Do you feel like there are plays that you guys just plain execute more consistently, whether it's practice or in these preseason games, given what you've seen so far from your team? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, sorry, just don't look at it that way. Some plays that work good against some defenses against certain things. Some deep plays don't. I mean, so I don't say that one play is necessarily great against everything. I just I have a hard time with that. Um, but I'm sure there are other people, you know, maybe that think differently, which is fine. I think you've got to be able to execute what, what you need to execute to win in that situation against that opponent in that game. So it changes from game to game for me. I don't think you just – I think it's hard to just, you know, do three things in this league and think that's going to be good enough to win. But if that's what some people believe, then that's what they believe. All right. Thanks. Wow. Really? I mean, I'm not – I don't just say that like, wow, that was – I, you don't hear Bill like you said it, Deuce. Like you don't hear Bill talk like that very much. No, after, especially after a preseason game. Like, it was a just, preseason. It seemed game, yeah. especially disappointed, uh, and you know, usually kind of sweeps that. That felt like a regular season loss. I mean, it almost felt similar to the playoff loss last year, where you know, I mean, just the overall how. I mean, he just kept saying it over and over again. I mean, everything we've been kind of saying, which yeah. I guess in a way is, you know, I don't say validating because I mean, we know what we saw, but yeah, I just uh, it, it's a little bit striking and. Uh, you know, maybe on one hand it's appropriate because this is what it's been, but at the same time it's just, uh, you know, you, you, you they all have to be better, and he realizes it, and, and time is out. You know, there's no more training camp anymore. So, yeah, I, I really wonder what, what they're going to dial up, uh, you know, over the next couple of weeks to try to try to lock in on, on what's successful for them. I think maybe it's going to involve that spread, you know, going yeah. spread. That seems like they're – I think that's what Phil was getting at, maybe at the end of the, at the, end of the questions there where – you know, it seems like when Max most comfortable, he's got everything kind of in front of him, and it's not, you know, under center, play action, trying to, you know, find the guy, come up, which is disappointing because you thought, you know, you're getting a quarterback that can do a number of things. But they're going to play to their strengths and, and really kind of hone in on, on what they believe in. I, I think maybe the spread offense and is going to be the thing that, that over the next couple of weeks they really focus on and bring down to Miami to try to make that, you know, right out of the gate, start hitting them, spread them out, and hitting yeah. them. That, that's what I would do. Now, I recognize this may just be my – sports hub brain you know sort of at work right now but did i notice a little tone at the end there when he's talking well some people might think yeah i can only do three this some people might think this <laughs> was he is there you know maybe uh, i don't know i mean maybe some suggestions were made to him about a different way to try yeah. things or something you know, like, know it seemed like there was something there he seems like he does the thing like answer the question you wish you were asked sometimes but <laughs> right yeah. um but i mean I, I understood what he was saying though i mean that's I don't know. There's a little bit of a gray area there with that, but but I do understand what he's saying in terms of you know oh you know, oh the wide zone works great against this, but you know come into Miami and they've actually got a different kind of defense. Maybe it's not going to work as well. I just think that the ultimately what what Phil's was getting at is like what can you hang your hat on right yeah. now? What do you feel good about? And, the, and and it's hard to say. And I, I mean that's why it's it's a good question. And I mean obviously not one that he was about to to answer, but. I think that's what we're all wondering right now is like, you know, what is what is this offense right now? What is their I think is, is, you know, Evan wrote, you know, what is their identity? And I think sometimes identity is an evolving thing and, you know, injuries happen and you have to dodge and, you know, change things. But right now it's just it, it, it you know, you can't look at like the running game and be like, well, we still feel pretty good about that. Like, all right, at least Damian Harris will be able to run. You, you don't know. And there's a lot of questions and the injuries have just compounded things even worse just with Montgomery and Myers. If Phil wanted to be a dink there, which he's not, like Phil's a good guy, but if he wanted to be a dink, and this is, again, my stupid sports <laughs> brain at work, uh, when he said, well, you know, it's not one play that we just call that works. We try things that work against certain defenses. Phil could have been like, what worked tonight against this defense? What exactly? Like, what do you – can you be specific? Phil, I know, like, what Phil, worked tonight? I know. Here? I've already been there, Phil. But I know. I know. I know. It all, really? It all didn't work. Like, come on. Uh, yeah, that's probably that what strike you get. You know, Paul, I know, I know you're running around for a second there, though, but, I mean, I, I, to me, that just smells like a brewery out here. <laughs> 
uh, we're, oh, right, next we're right next to the Kenny Chesney beer, uh, like alcohol room. Yeah. Oh like yeah, the, there's just like vodka and drunk girls over there. Like they were doing like during the game, somebody was getting oh, tested had, for fun. All, uh, yeah, <laughs> like alcohol tested. Yeah, for Yeah, one fun. of the stadiums. Sobriety test. Field sobriety fun. test. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know what's going on. I wish I was with them though. That might have made this game a little bit more tolerable. Oh, that definitely would have made this one better. Woo! Uh, yeah. What happened? Patriots lost. Oh. Who cares? Um, let's uh, try the phones again here at 855-PATS-500. That's the number if you'd like to chime in. Uh, we're on until 1 o'clock. Uh, you can also uh, email us at webradio at patriots.com. We'll get to your emails in just a little bit. Uh, let's try Mark, who is out in California. Hello, Mark. Hey, guys. How you doing? Yeah. Yeah. It's twelve fifteen after a brutal hey. preseason. After game. just a terrible, pre- <laughs> the whole preseason has been bad. No one's no one's feeling great here. Uh, uh, Mark, what's up? Well, hey, uh, long time listener, first time caller, but uh, Josh McDaniels used to talk about uh, in the preseason. You know, you get halfway through, maybe two thirds of the way through, and you kind of identify those things that aren't working, and so you kind of stop doing those. You cut those out. Do you think we're going to see that anytime soon, uh, or are they going to just? roll into the preseason, you know, kind of stubbornly, just still trying to do this spread, or rather this, uh, uh, you know. The Shanahan offense? Well, I mean, I think, yeah, you know, I think it's the wide zone and stuff. I, I, I mean, I think, look, I don't think that they're that stubborn. I think that they will try to find the roots of what they've been good at, which, as I said, I think is the spread offense. I mean, that, that's where Mac has looked the most comfortable. If there's ever been anything consistent this summer, it's that, you know, he seems – like doing what he did at Alabama, that's his bread and butter. Yeah. So, um, you know, may, I think I think there could be more RPO stuff. I think we might not have seen any RPO stuff. That, I mean, we've seen a little bit of it, but I think that could be, you know, something Mac did well in college that they would not want to show us during training camp. That you know, over the next couple of weeks, they could start to build. But I think I think they're going to lean into the spread, and I, I mean, and then go from there and, and build off of that. Especially, I mean, with the with the injury loss, though, it it, it, it complicates things because I think Montgomery's a good spread running back and. You know, Harris Stevenson, not so much. So it it doesn't exactly make it easy on you. All right, let's uh, let's uh, read a quick email here because we're getting chirped by uh, Dolphins fans now. Oh wow! And uh, Tyler, a Dolphins fan, says, "Dear Patriots Radio Show." It's <laughs> just one collective radio yeah. show. I am a Dolphins fan, but I really want to know, what are some improvements the Patriots need to make for week one at Miami, and what will happen specifically to Mac if those improvements aren't made? Sincerely, Dolphin uh, dealer, P.S., fake hardy, nice teal shirt, not because of the Dolphins, just <laughs> a really nice shirt. Hey, thank you, uh, Tyler, the Dolphin guy. Well, Didn't even, wasn't thinking Dolphins with it. Just thought, you know, well, blend Ty- in with the Kenny Chesney <laughs> crowd. Well, well, Tyler, you you know exactly what's happened. I mean, you guys have beaten the Patriots what three out of the last yeah. five times? I mean, you yeah, know, when like, Brady you, was here, you'd kick you, the Patriots. You swept ass the Patriots Miami. last year. They didn't. Really, I mean, 2019, you, you cost them home That's field advantage. Three in a row, right? Yeah. Three in a row. I mean, the only time they got you was uh, was with Cam Newton on Week One of 2020 in the COVID yeah. season with yeah. no preseason. I think it's three in a row and four out so, of five. So, I mean, you know, I know you're I know you're you know joking and giving us a hard time, but I mean, you know, you guys have outplayed the Patriots. So, so I mean, it's just going to be more of the same and. I mean, it's based on what it's looked like right now. It's hard for me to sit here and say, oh, I'm going to pick the Patriots week one to, to roll in there and suddenly bust out a competent offense, um, you know, with the with the additions that you've made with Tyreek Hill. So, you know, good luck. But, hey, I think you guys are, uh, you know, should be pretty confident heading to week one based on how things looked here uh, in New England over the Dolphins summer. watching this got to be looking their chops. I mean, sure. really, like just uh, well, doing backflips. You know, we, Mike and I have talked about it's this deceiving, a little bit, though, because they're not doing anything. <laughs> <It's> true, <laughs> like, <man. laughs> you know, so like Miami is doing the same thing. 
they're they're implementing a new offense, and it happens to be the same offense that the Patriots are trying to do. You know, yep. or, you know. But they're implementing it with an actual coach who the ran same, the offense, knew how to do it. Like, exactly the know? same the yeah. same principles yeah. anyway. But yeah, this is my point about Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. You could pick one, but neither one of them is the architect of the the offense. Is the word that you used when you talked about Josh. Um, and I think that's the difference. Mike McDaniel, yeah, he didn't come up with the scheme. You know, he didn't do Mike Shanahan's scheme that, you know, has sort of taken over the league with, with Kyle and, you know, McVay Sean McVay and, and, and all the acolytes, yeah. uh, LaFleur. Um, but those guys were in that system. They were immersed in it. And Mike McDaniel now, to, I, I don't know if he's going to be a good head coach because you never know until a guy is a head coach if he can do everything. But I, but I know he can do that offense because he was in it. And plus, like, throw the offenses out. Who's got more talent? Who's got the players oh, that, like... See, this is what happens when Deuce gets in a bad place, Christian. <laughs> I mean, Deuce stack gets it. in bad, stack bad, it. dark places. Especially yeah. without Myers and Montgomery. I mean, you know, it's just... I. I there's right, no secret. And I mean and, and I mean the Dolphins thing, it bugs me more than anything because everybody acts like the Patriots are the second best team in the division and you're looking I mean like you've lost to Miami. So like, you don't when have you came back from Vegas, I, I got you a little of the my thing. I was I was looking at the Sports Illustrated preview, mm-hmm. right? Football preview. And the AFC East comes out and it's it's Buffalo. And right. Patriots ten and seven. Can Buffalo take control of the AFC East? Is the headline and it's How about maintain control of the AFC? exactly yeah. like I mean <laughs> the last two <laughs> years Buffalo has won the division two yeah. years ago by like five games yeah like it wasn't even close the Patriots obviously were in position to win the division last year but they fell short they couldn't finish the deal anybody that watched those last two meetings between Buffalo and New England can't possibly think it was a fluke that Buffalo won the AFC East. So I don't. No, they thought like it was a fluke that the Patriots won that game in the yeah. in the weather. Yeah, that's what they. Of thought. course yeah. it was. So I, I just don't understand why there are still some people, and I'm not talking about Patriots fans. I'm talking about people that shouldn't be connected. You shouldn't be emotionally invested. Patriots fans that think the Patriots oh, are going to sure. be fun, yeah. that. Yeah. That's part of being a fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, hope, I've believe I me, I've been there. I've been there. Er, you know, I, I've rooted for this team my whole life. And there were times that I was like, that, you know, a couple things you fall into place. We're going to make the play. You know, I believe me, I've talked myself into a lot of things as a fan. I root for Northeastern, for God's sakes. <laughs> I know they're, they're pretty good now, but it wasn't always the case. You could talk yourself into a lot of things as a fan. But as a national sort of NFL follower, how you look at the Patriots in Buffalo are kind of similar but the Patriots in Miami are, are different. The Patriots are a notch. And he says the Patriots are the only team in the division that has a chance to, to threaten Buffalo. I, I, I don't really understand that. Mm. I don't and really that get that. That was Con- either. Connor Orr. Remember, I was, yeah. you know, yeah. as, as Mike walks into my office, <laughs> fresh off his red eye, Christian, <laughs> I was feverishly trying to look up where Connor Orr was from because I'm convinced it's got to be like Newton. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know anything about Connor Orr other than he's been getting a lot of bylines and. In Sports Illustrated, sure. I don't, I don't know the gentleman. I wish I could. Was it Tyler that wrote in from from Miami? I'd like to know how he feels just about Buffalo. Does he think that they're? Does, I mean, how close does he think oh, they are? Miami, to Buffalo? Miami can't even compete. You've seen the games that Buffalo has absolutely beaten the bag out of Miami the last three years. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's, the it's, games aren't even competitive. Buffalo and it's everybody else really is uh, is what this. I don't is. even know if they've had a punt. Oh wait, <laughs> <laughs> that was the Jets. No, the Jets. What you did there. No. 
us. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I, I'm wondering if uh, Mac Jones will have a better season than Tua this year because you hear you don't hear it very often, but like Tannenbaum talked about Mac as like an MVP candidate. You know, he's done that a couple of times. Yeah, see, that, and I remember that, hearing that's that what and I'm, laughing. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And then thinking that, that can should he be not. The how can that best? happen? Yeah. Yeah. Like if a Patriots fan says, you know what, I think Mac's going to take the leap. He's going to be, boop. You could talk yourself into that. That's part of the emotion that p- comes with it. Mike Tannenbaum's a former GM yeah. who clearly is like really, really, you know, trying to get back on Belichick's good side after the whole thing with the uh, the Spygate that he was implicated in, and he's saying stupid stuff like that. Like he's, you're he's saying ES- it like every week. You're on ESPN <laughs> and you're telling me that you legitimately think. That Mac Jones is an MVP candidate. If he says it again after this game, <laughs> I mean, and that's, Imagine if and he, that's why he's I like, think, I still think so. You know, I think that's why last year was, uh, you know, was eye opening because they went on the win streak and yeah. everybody was on board with that. Everybody was like, they're back. This is, you know, and then it ended. Ryan, Ryan Clark, the Patriots right. going to mess around and go to the Super Bowl. Okay. If you haven't watched these seven games and figured out that, you know, some of them have been really good performances, others have been kind of circumstantial. Yeah. Fine, whatever. Right, but at a certain point, it's just a tonnage issue of poor performances, of fading down the stretch, you know, of, of not even really being competitive with Buffalo for two years, for losing out however many games you've lost to Miami. So, you know, at what point does the does the tide turn for the Patriots? When do they start to find it? Because I they're one I don't and four know. in their last five games against both Buffalo and Miami. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's but Bill always tells us it starts in the division. Yeah, and that's what I and that's what I always go back to. Like, you know, what do you spend in your off season? doing like thinking about josh allen and tua i hope thinking about stopping rpos thinking about you know all the different things how can we change our personnel to match up better and i mean and and, you know and credit to josh allen i mean you could have the best defense in the world and that guy is so good and so big and so tough that you know he's still going to make his plays but you know it's just there's been no progress and that's like well what are what are we doing then if we're not focusing on beating miami and buffalo well, I'll do respect to the Jets. <laughs> you know, what are we doing? No, we yeah. have 5-0 and oh against the Jets. That's <laughs> true. That's right. That's right, everybody. Mims wants out. Suck it. <laughs> uh, let's talk to uh, Abel in Washington, D.C. before we take another break here. Abel, hello. Are Abel, you, going once. Are you able to hear us? D.C., hello. Abel, going twice. Abel is gone. All right, let's try cool. Roger in Kentucky then before the break. Roger, hi. Andy. Good job. Is this Andy? Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Good. No. <laughs> I guess I'm good. Hey, now. I just wanted to say something real quick. Mm-hmm. I'm disappointed in everybody being so negative on the Patriots. Me and two buddies of mine think that the Patriots are going to go at least thirteen and four. Why? Okay. Yeah. Why do you think that? Hey, Paul, I got a question for you, real quick. Mm-hmm. Ask me who my two buddies are. Who are your two buddies? Who are your two buddies? Smith and Wesson. Sam Adams and Jim Beam. Hey! hey. Oh nice. yeah. Nicely done. Very good. You know what? That's a good call to take a break on. Because I don't know if we're going to top that tonight. No. Uh, That was some good old Kentucky humor right there. (laughs) I don't know why. That region of the country has been calling in for me. They feel I feel bad that I didn't give Roger, I think, what he was looking for. I think Uh, Roger was thinking, Paul's going to go ballistic when I say they're going to go 13-4. and And I was kind of like, after I just said, like, that's fine if you're a fan. Yeah. you know, you talk yourself into the I, – again, I've been there a million times. And that's what I thought he was doing. And 
I, wow. I, I, I ruined his I ruined yeah. his joke. That's all right. It still landed. It's still um, the number oh, yeah, he landed the plane. Oh, big time. time. Uh, the number is 855-PATS-500. We got open phone lines if you'd like to grab one. Webradio at Patriots.com is the email address. We'll take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll hear from Mac Jones. Uh, we'll see if he was trying to uh, cope as much as Bill Belichick was. That's all coming up right after this here on Patriots Post Game, presented by Cyber Reason. This is the Gillette Labs with exfoliating bar. The bar in the handle removes unseen dirt and debris ahead of the blades for effortless saving in one efficient stroke. Defending against cyber attacks requires seeing in the dark, understanding and correcting organization on computers, mobile, and cloud. It takes cyber reason and cyber attacks from endpoints to everywhere. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. It's all good, baby. It's all good. Was it all good tonight? Um, it was okay. You know, I think uh, the first... Boy, that took a turn. <laughs> Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Christian Arcan. Um, I'd say it probably was not all good tonight, Hardy. If I had to uh, go either good or all good or not all good, I'd probably go with the uh, with the latter there. Not all good. Nothing was good. Uh, there really wasn't much to hold your hat on. I had one good thing in the good, bad, and the injured. I know, Paul, you, you reached a little bit for some more stuff. But I think all in all, um, there's a reason why the tone of this sort of post-game show and why Bill Belichick, the way he sounded, was... I thought pretty different from how he usually sounds after a preseason game. Like, he had a couple of dismissive answers with Perry at the end there, but there was a couple of times where it just sort of said, like, he forced a smile at the end and, you know, of some of his answers and just kind of seemed, 
I don't want to say like broken, but kind of broken. Like, you know, like almost like this whole summer is just really taking a toll on him. Yeah. Did you get that, Sam? I crazy? I, I, mean, I think he's, I I think he's yeah. really frustrated. Yeah. I, I do. I, I think, you know, and it's part of that buy-in that I think Mike Giardi, uh, you know, tweeted about earlier and you talked about in the pregame, Christian. Um, look, I, 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 I think Mac will eventually be the least of the team's problems because I think he will bounce back from this. I, I think he will get it. But my, my, my questions about Mac are, like, how much can he be the reason that you have success as opposed to if you have everything in place, he will keep you on that track. I think he's excellent. And won't that. lose you with the game. I think he's excellent at that, but I think a lot of guys can do that. Yeah. I need, you know, I think right now they need a guy that's going to lift them through this. And I don't know if he can do that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know either. I don't know that he's, that even if things had progressed naturally from last season, like if he had a good, step forward from last season I'm still not sure that he's that court that he's right. what you're just described like okay. you know in a step back I don't need to tell you what a step back is he was a fringe top 15 quarterback going into this year a step back is fringe top 20 and then you're down there with the Jameis Winston's of the world you know like that you don't want to be there you don't want to be on that tier of, of quarterback in this league especially when you were a pro bowler last year and not a real pro bowler <laughs> but a pro bowl he played in the yeah. pro bowl you know like <laughs> easy easy there's a difference <laughs> between going to the pro bowl and being a pro bowler yeah, yeah. he went to the pro bowl he did favorite. he went to the pro bowl he was the Paul. quarterback of a of a playoff team <laughs> it's funny. that's I, true good place to start you know those are two good things to have it on is. your resume and i feel like neither one of those things are going to be close I, to happening i, I do year. feel like it's hard to evaluate mac and divvy up the responsibility but i think he's got a piece of the pie just like the offensive line has a piece of the pie and and just like the the way that they've restarted this offense i mean i i i like i've said many times i don't fault them for having to hit the reset button on the offense and and, and have to change it but i just think the methodology that they've done it and and what you're seeing right now is that they don't look coordinated. I mean, that's, you know, like, like a simple way to put it. They don't look like they're all on the same page. The production looks a little off. Yeah. Mac isn't feeling the pocket. It's everything. He's not right seeing now. the field right. The guys aren't really getting open. It doesn't really feel like things are happening, you know, where, where a pass is completed and then you see the play kind of really hit into action with the blocking and everything. Uh, it's just, you know, the plays that happen, they squeeze them out. Contested catches. It's like how many things were easy tonight? Even the, the successful things, not many. Yeah, really, not many at all. Uh, Mac Jones looking frustrated, chucking his uh, surface, ripping off his wristband uh, with the plays on it. He talked to the media. Here is Mac Jones. Good. <clears throat> Mac, what do you take away from the four series that that you got with uh, the first offense tonight? Yeah, I think. Um we all wish we played better, but at this point, we just have to evaluate the film and see what we can do better. And um, we're trying to get it all together, and it's going to happen. It's just we want to go out there and execute better. That's all it comes down to. I mean, individually, I think we all can play better. And then once that happens collectively, it'll look a lot better. So um, good drive at the end. Obviously, wish we scored, but uh, we want to try and do that every drive and and keep the consistency there and um, just not a good enough effort from us and from me so obviously you have to do a better job and um it's one game one day so you can look at it and dwell on it or just kind of learn from it and move on mac we saw you frustrated a couple of times on the sideline which kind of your process of of getting over that so it doesn't carry over into the next yes um yeah i think i care a lot about this game and i sometimes get a little bit too passionate but at the same time that's a great point don't let it carry over and i don't think i did that after the interception and all that, 
um, I try to just clean clean the plate and start fresh. Um, and sometimes that's getting the frustration out and then moving on. So obviously I need to do a better job of just playing the next play and don't let one little play get frustrated. Um, you know, it's the preseason and you don't know how many plays you're going to play, but it doesn't really matter. You need to just go out there and give your best effort every play. And sometimes it is hard to find a rhythm, but that's uh, what you got to do regardless of how much you're going to play. So we can do better with that, and, and we will. It's good to have a passionate quarterback. I'll tell you <laughs> that right now. Can you use this game as a wake-up call to yeah. get ready for the regular season? Yeah, I think um, it just, yeah, it wasn't very good out there, and um, we're all going to come together and be strong. It's it's. I hate saying it's a preseason, but there's a lot you can learn from preseason games, and um, it's not like we're in the middle of the season here. So you want to peak when you want to peak, and right now we're where we are, and we're going to just keep growing and climb the mountain. And um, that starts with me. That starts with the players and then obviously the coaches. The coaches are giving really good effort. They're doing everything they can to put us in position, and we just got to do a job, better job of playing better out there. And um, everybody's working hard, but – it doesn't matter if you can't perform on game day. So we got to put it on the field and put the performance on the field and, and bring it all together. Back, uh, we're, we're so used to seeing you hit the top of the drop, balls out, right? Mm -hmm. You know, the timing mm -hmm. being really in sync. Uh, we haven't necessarily seen that. At least it doesn't feel like it. it, mm -hmm. it I don't know if you agree with that or if you can point to anything that kind of suggests why that's happening a little bit more. Yeah, I think, um, you know, with this year, you know, tonight specifically just – I got to do a better job just stepping up and delivering the throws too. So it's not all how it looks sometimes. You know, right now we're trying to just run plays and and see what we could do. It's not like we're out there trying to scheme everything up. So um, you know, sometimes that plays a factor. It's uh, you just got to go out there and execute the plays that are called. And we know what we're trying to do, and we're trying to just run our base stuff and see what we could do with it. So sometimes it doesn't look as good as you want, but at the end of the day, we need to be able to execute base plays, scheme plays, all that stuff. So um, it definitely needs to look better, and i got to do a better job just getting the ball out and stepping up in the pocket instead of running around and putting my line in a bad position. That's something I always pride myself is, hey, I'm going to be right here behind the behind the center, and you guys block for me and do your thing. So we got good players up there, and we'll watch the tape, and i got to explain what I see and, and all that. So, Mac, obviously everything changes between now and September 11th. Where do you want this or what needs to happen between now and September 11th for this team, for your <laughs> offense, to be where you need it to be to get, you know, get points and get going here? Yeah, I think it just it starts you know, with me and just doing the individual things right. And then once 10 other guys do it right, then we'll have a collective football play. You know? So we need to do that more consistently. Um, and it's not about rah-rah speeches and things like that. It's just pure execution and... Um, we're going to work on it and we're going to grind through it and I think it's good to kind of be where we are and just learn from everything and, and have good conversations. That's the important part is don't sit there and just say that it was bad. I mean, it is what it is. You got to, all right, what happened on this specific play? What could I have done better? What could we have done better as a group? What could have been explained better? Whatever. It's just all attacking each problem and finding a solution. So a lot of that needs to be done in this next couple of weeks and we're going to do it, and we're going to put our best foot forward and, and make it happen. Yeah, no doubt. I think, you know, it's real football now, and it's it's the season, and uh, we just got to practice well and and put a good piece together. And then whenever we play, we play. We just we know that we have 
every day at practice we have a chance to go out there and be better than the last day. And I felt like we were building some good momentum, and now we just need to continue to do that and, and learn from this and, and move on. Mac, you mentioned the coaches are, are doing their best to put you guys in good position. How much has uh, Joe been helping you on the sidelines? It looks, looks like he's the guy you're sitting right next to on the bench in between series there. Yeah, I think um, Joe's done a good job. I think he has a unique perspective like I always talk about. and He's coached a lot of uh, football, and, and to be able to talk with him, and we're kind of finding that groove of what type of person I am. I'm competitive. Sometimes you know, we just need a little break and then talk, and then from there he's very good at explaining calmly all right, hey, what did you see? And the thing that I respect about him a lot is he understands that I'm the guy with the ball, and a lot of people can see different things, but he knows that I saw what I saw and did what I did for a certain reason, and I respect that he sees that. And a lot of coaches, that's one big thing that they can't always see is, hey, I, I really felt this on this play, and, and then he, he sees that and realizes it, and it's really good. So we just got to keep building, and he's done a great job. We're just trying to work on my fundamentals and practice, and he's done good. Um, just explaining me, like, step up in the pocket and use my legs and all that. So he's done a good job, and we're going to grow, and we're going to figure it out and uh, continue to grow and have those good conversations. And, and what about Matt, Matt Patricia? Yeah, well. Matty P, uh, great coach. And once again, we're, we're working through everything, how to see it the same way, and has a unique perspective. And um, I think that's one thing is these guys are just grinders, and they've been grinding since – forever it seems like and they're up there you know two in the morning trying to get everything done and figure everything out and just grinding through it and I respect that um, and we're gonna give our best as players to to be better and just execute simple plays or the hard plays really well and put them in a good position and they've done a good job just staying positive and coaching us and understanding the group that we have so we have a good group of coaches and we're gonna come together and just knock this thing out so all good thanks guys see ya all right, that was Mac Jones speaking to the media there, and uh, there's a lot to take away from what he said. Um, you want to reverse sort of engineer this, guys, and talk about that coach stuff at the end? Because that, I mean, that's I, I know those quotes are going to make the rounds. It seems to me like Mac Jones is kind of forced to have to talk about these guys in these Bingo. terms when things aren't working. And it's like, Matty P is the most brilliant football mind I've ever had. But, well, today Joe Judge was the guy I was sitting next to on the bench, and I don't know. I mean, he's great, too. And all these guys are just so great. But for some reason, this offense just doesn't work. You know what I mean? Like Something's not great. This is <laughs> – and, and the other thing that stood out, and we'll, we'll get back to that in a second. Are you excited for the, for the opener? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like Mac, did you brush your teeth? Yeah, yeah, I brushed it. Like well, you know, come on, get off my back. Yeah, I'm excited the, for the, the opener. That's the part of like, it that I think is the most unfair to Mac. Yeah. is that he is constantly having to a answer questions about the coaches. Yeah, and it, it's not about the scheme that they're running. It's not about um, you know the personnel that they have or anything like that. You know, like the, well, the lines letting them down. Yeah, all that's part of being a quarterback. You deal with what you have. Quarterbacks shouldn't have to be constantly answering questions about who's calling the plays, who's talking to you on the sideline, what's your relationships like with all of these guys, what kind of confidence level do you have in, in the, you know, it, it's not it's not fair to him. No. That part I don't think is fair but to him. I think, And I'm not saying that the questions are unfair. I'm no. saying it's not fair that he's in this position that right. he has to Right, but if they want this. the questions to stop, go play good football. And then people won't keep asking you, how is it all working? Because it is working. And then they'll be asking you, wow. How did you put together that 10-play, 95-yard drive that, to win the game? You know, those would be the questions. So, you know, it's up to them to at some point start executing. And, I mean, I'm seeing, you know, 
Tom, Tommy Curran coming. I have no idea how they're going to turn this thing around. I mean, it's, I don't know how anybody who's watched them for the last month has any kind of clue of, of what is going to happen in the next two weeks when they get out there in Miami. But, you know, until they fix it, if this continues to be a problem, they're going to continue to get questioned about it. And because if it's not working, clearly it's not working. It doesn't look coordinated. It doesn't look like everybody's on the same page. The offensive line can't block. So, you know, at some point they got to kick into gear. Or these, they're just going to continue to ask about it and why it's not working. I thought it was interesting what he said about how Joe Judge, he really respects how Joe Judge – Let's him say I'm I'm the guy with the ball. That whole that whole answer was, was a weird, weird answer. I was trying to think He's, like what play is he talking? I'll about? I'll tell you what answer I thought was kind. Of th- what part of that answer I thought was weird when he uh, other coaches? Well, well he yeah. talks. So. Well, you know when he talks calmly. <laughs> uh, you know about what you know. Sometimes he's very mean to me. Well, but I think yeah. that's I, I think that was intentional because yeah. Joe yeah. Judge has a reputation yeah. of being a little no. bit gruff, yeah, you sure. know, gruff and hot headed. Yeah. I mean, certainly was Sandy when <laughs> he was the the special teams he's coach, and he was with the Giants, yeah. right? So I, I thought that that was sort of an intentional include. Well, he he tells me calmly, you know, <laughs> you know, I you know. No, I didn't know. I don't know. Maybe that's that's reading. No, it's not. To me, it felt like he started walking down one of those roads where he's like, oh, crap, I wish I hadn't started walking down this road right now. And then he kind of had to do the thing with, like, you know, other coaches don't always – see it that the quarter of it like what was he what was he trying to say I, you know it's it's i mean it's still a process for him with the media with mac but i think it was a shot at josh <laughs> i don't know maybe could have been yeah. although it didn't i didn't quite follow what he was trying to say there no, he said I, 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 i'm the one with the ball and i see what i see and he really lets me sort of say that and see that and it's like is he talking about the interception right there because I don't. That's not good coaching. Right. If well, you're just like, well, you saw what you saw. Like, don't worry about the, it. That was a good. Yeah. Throw. The thing. The thing I went back to was, uh, you know, I remember Brady talking about Brady. How Brady would come over to the sidelines and say, "What did you see on this play?" Right. And he would, and they'd be like, "That's what it was." That's so, how Brady first ingratiated himself with Bill. Absolutely. He would ask him what he saw, and he would tell him exactly what ha- you know what yeah. he saw, and Bill would look and say. Yeah. That's what happened. To explain why he did it, and I think Mac was, you know, implying that some coaches would be like, "That's not what you saw." You know, and that's part of, like, you know, the the buzzword, the punchline right now is the process, the process. That's part of what Bill's talking about with, you know, not being results-oriented. And, and obviously the interception is not a good example because that was not a good process. It was not a good play. It was not a good throw. It was nothing. not a good decision. There was nothing right about that play. Um, but that Bill's talking about that. Like, why did you throw it there where it ended up getting tipped and picked off? Well, because the safety on the backside was over the top, and I didn't have that. And this guy was flooding the zone underneath, and I didn't have that. This guy was open. I just didn't make a good throw. And, you know, Bill will look at something like that. You know, if it's right, again, it's not necessarily always about the results. Obviously, the result is the only thing that matters come game time. But that's what Bill's looking for, the process. Did you do it the right way? Mm -hmm. I have a question. What order did they speak in? I know which order we played them, but is that the order that they spoke in? No, Mac So Mac went first and then Bill. Okay, the reason why I asked that is because Bill twice, twice, and we already discussed this, but twice said we may have left it all in practice. Mac didn't say that. No. Mac didn't even no, but hint Mac, at that. Mac had big, uh, you know, we're, not, we're obviously not scheming. Uh, you know, comments in the middle, like yeah, I, and I said to Mike, but he off, never implied that oh, we just no, practice he didn't was say so that. good that this was no big deal. Like I mean, he, he didn't, didn't say yeah. that. I do think that those kinds of comments are kind of strange to me, and the reason why they they perk up my antenna is because I, I they're very anti patriot things. Bill is not generally a silver linings kind of guy, mm. you know. He'll tell you, you know, we didn't we didn't we didn't coach good enough, we didn't play good enough, you know, we we have a lot to work, you know. Well, we we practiced well. 
we, you know, could you see him after a game, you know, that they lost, saying that well, we had a really good week of practice, we just didn't play no. well. That that whole thing struck me as bizarre, uh, you know, and especially with like having Very been there at comment, the practice, yeah. it wasn't like they were like lighting up the Raiders back and forth. I mean, it didn't look that much different than what we saw tonight. So, I don't know. I I, I haven't seen Bill like that in a press conference in a preseason. I like, think he feels game. like he needs to prop these guys up. I think that the morale is down right now, and I think that's what, what it's about. All right. We got a couple more minutes left to go here. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll go through some of your emails here in the post game. It is Patriots post game presented by Cyber Reason. We'll be right back. This is the Gillette Labs with exfoliating bar. The bar in the handle removes unseen dirt and debris ahead of the blades for effortless saving in one efficient stroke. Defending against cyber attacks requires seeing in the dark, understanding and ending every threat to your organization on computers, mobile, and the cloud. It takes cyber reason and cyber attacks from endpoints to everywhere. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. He's going to be met with, like, Matt Laurie's He's going to have that button in his desk to lock the door. <laughs> oh, Matt who? <laughs> Matt Lauer. You, oh. have to, you have to learn how to speak Fred. <laughs> Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Christian Arcan. 
That was an interesting rejoin right there. Um, it's uh, Christian Arcan here. This is the Patriots post game presented by Cyber Reason. It's uh, myself, Deuce, and uh, Paul Perillo. As we uh, wrap things up here, there's an email I wanted to read, and we'll just sort of start the, this last segment off with this because I think it's sort of a good general question that we can kind of uh, kind of go off with. The uh, well, you know what? I'll just tell you the subject. The subject is: Are we surprised? Are we surprised? I, I'm a little surprised. Yeah. You are. Yeah. Are you surprised? I mean, surprised I mean, that it's this bad, but are yeah. we surprised that things haven't come together as much as we? It's a new offense well, with these coaches and everything. Like, is this yeah. really a surprise? Yeah, it is. I okay. mean, I you know, I I thought it'd be better. I didn't think that. Oh, oh, I, I, am I surprised that they don't look like they're going to set the world on fire? Not really. I mean, it's preseason. I don't you know, I don't yeah. need it to look perfect. Oh, but I, I don't care. About I don't the need it to look results. this bad and this just inconsistently inconsistent. But this That's has been you know. Twenty appearances that we've seen, you know, sixteen, yeah, seventeen no practices, three, three games, and I would say they all largely have looked the same, like ragged. I just yeah. feel like and, you, you and should do twenty something twenty if, times. You if, should be better at if it. If you told <laughs> me, if you told me that Bill Belichick thinks that it's time to change the offense, streamline the offense, make some alterations, he would be be doing so under the assumption that it will it will look fine. Not that they're going to hit the ground and score 550 points and set records. No. But it would look fine. It would look like a presentable offense. Right. It hasn't. Yep. That surprises me. Yep. Yep. Me I'm too. not that surprised, I'll be yeah. honest with you. <laughs> wow. Again, we know where I work, and it's on yeah. the, you know, the yeah. sort of the conversation every day. But I, I just sort of feel like coming into this year, there was a lot of reasons to be sort of optimistic about Mac Jones in the second year with the offense. But once the coaching situation kind of came into view – and after a couple of couple of weeks of practice and you know the reports coming out, I mean, I guess that all is sort of part of it. So it was, am I surprised it didn't work from the jump? I guess a little bit, but like once that started didn't happening, look this bad in the spring, <laughs> maybe yeah. not. I mean, maybe right? yeah. 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 With, with, with like seven on seven and no competition. Agreed. Shorts right. and t-shirts. Agreed. Well, I read the subject at an yeah. email. Uh, this is from Josh in Arizona. He goes on to say, did we delude ourselves with the offense? Joe Judge's Giants were anemic, terrible offense. Uh, Matty P's Lions not far behind. Belichick last decade, hands off, leaving the offense to Brady and McDaniels. Was it a mistake to think he could step in after so long and uh, save the day? Well, I mean, hands off. Are we sure about that? Like, you know, are we sure that Bill Belichick wasn't, you know, involved in in all that? Like, I think he's very you know, heavily involved. I think he's heavily involved in everything. So, I look. I I don't fault them for changing. I, I beat the dead horse with it. But I just don't know how they they went about it. Would it look better if they had say hired Adam Gase and just had him as like this is what our offense is going to be? We're going to give it over to Adam Gase. It, it might look a little bit better. I would uh, feel better but, about it. You know. I don't know. I don't know for sure that, 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 that oh, it would all start clicking right away. Yeah, and that, I don't you know, know if Adam Gase would be doing this offense, and maybe that's, maybe that's a non-starter. I don't, I, you know, yeah. I don't know. But I would feel better if there was an offensive coach. Right. No, I would me feel too. better if Nick Cayley was involved. In, in, and I don't even know if he's qualified. Right. But it's somebody. But he's an offensive coach yeah. that's, that's sort of, yeah, I mean. Yeah. I, yeah, I would, feel, I would feel better. And it, it, Christian's right. Like. As you've seen a couple of weeks now of struggles, it's sort of making you second guess even more the decision. Because yeah. everybody second guessed the decision to go with Patricia and Judge as offensive coaches. Sure. Now that that's magnified. Oh, absolutely. If they had hired an offensive coordinator and made Patricia the offensive line coach, and that's all they did, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yep. if that, yeah. that's the, everyone would be like, what the hell? But what what are you doing? But at least there's an offensive coordinator. At right. least there's yeah. a voice. And I'll tell yeah. you something that yeah. kind of worried Above me. Above his, yeah. yeah. Like Mike Lombardi. 
when yeah. you know you know one of Belichick's bobos. Uh, when Mike Lombardi came out, I, it was a couple of months ago. We had that long thing about how it's not going to be Matt Patricia as the offensive coordinator because the offensive line coach can't do that. When even he is like befuddled. <laughs> so he said something pretty definitively about how it works on on an offense in the NFL. And Matt Patricia, maybe he's not the offensive coordinator, but he's heavily involved in the process of play calling, of communicating. So who's the offensive line coach? This gets back to right. you know how persnickety Bill got when someone asked him about David Andrews spending all that time coaching on the sideline. Right. Well, he's a captain. He's a fi- People are asking because they're wondering, is David Andrews helping coaching? Because the guy that is the coach is busy calling plays. Yeah, That's why people are asking. And not because we don't think David Andrews is a great leader. Right. And especially now when you're seeing like major issues with the offensive line and not, you know, young guys not really developing right now. I mean, young I mean, Cole Strange. I mean, I think we were all like, hey, let's just pencil him in thinking he's going to be the next Logan Mankins or Joe Tooney who just walks in and locks down the left guard spot for the next 10 years. But you said it tonight. I mean, for what, second play of the game that he gets beat? So, you know, if you're not developing your players and now. You know, and I and I I, I really feel like got, I'm one of the only people who really got bull rushed on one of those <laughs> pass rushes too. Right, yeah. got knocked down. But I feel like I, I feel. Uh, uh, go ahead, I'll, I'll let you wrap. <laughs> All right. Well, then we'll wow. go ahead and wrap it up then because I uh, hate when we lose out on angry deuce. No. Yeah. Well, I think we got a good we got a good dose of. I might angry I got I might have to save him because it's going to be a long season. Yeah, I oh, uh, I think you're right about you're so, that. You're, you're such a dark place. I'm I mean, listen, Bill's in a dark place. Max in a dark place. Everybody's in a dark place. It was a dark summer. Cats and dogs living together. Mass hysteria. It's really true. Anyways, uh, guys, this was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Uh, you might be hearing me uh, back a couple of times over the course of the regular season, um, unless the uh, Patriots say no more review because, you know, well, we all saw what happened here yeah, tonight. There's no different yeah. tonight than it has been the last two weeks. <laughs> well, okay, good. Um, anyways, uh, for uh, Paul Perillo, Mike DeSalt, and uh, Hardy, who's not here, uh, I'm Christian Arkand, uh, Matt Morell, Matt LaPan. Uh, great job, as always, for you guys. Um, we'll talk to you September 11th. Patriots pregame and postgame as uh, the regular season starts up. Hopefully it'll be better than this uh, preseason was because this preseason sucked. (laughs) All right, that's all for us. Uh, Thanks to all the callers and the emailers. Good night, everybody. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.